Hey, listeners, this is Robert. Uh, we've got a very special episode for you about our uh, friend Marcus Aurelius. And uh, during the course of the episode, you'll find out that Marcus has a liver condition. But since recording that episode, Marcus has gotten a liver transplant. Actually, he's gotten two. And the second one is doing much better. He's uh, recovering slowly. And I just wanted to let you know as you listen to this, his situation has changed, but it uh, looks like the liver will take and things are going to go well for him. He just has to make that slow and steady progress to get out of the hospital. And God willing, he will be with us for a long time. And now on to the episode. Hey everybody, we are Robert, Martin, and Francis, and this is Snakes and Otters, pointless discussion of eternal questions. Get ready, we're about to live in your head rent-free. Welcome back to Snakes and Otters. I'm Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. And today in our uh, Hoopajube episode, this is episode number 53, can't believe we're already into the 50s, and we are going to be talking today with a very good friend of ours, Marcus Aurelius, of course not his real name, as none of us use our real names protect the innocent, or even the not-so-innocent. Yeah, uh, our noms de pod. Noms de pod. Uh, we're going to ha- talk with uh, Marcus Aurelius today about uh, his life, our lives together, uh, just reminisce on some good times. Uh, Marcus always has some good stories, uh, some of them not quite family-friendly, but we'll try and keep it at least <laughs> a, PG-13. A master storyteller. We were talking about that yes, earlier. Yes, very good storyteller. Uh, so anyways... <clears throat> Just a little bit of background, since uh, Robert here, uh, myself, is captaining the uh, uh, the episode. I've known uh, Marcus for 35, no, 34 years. I 86. Guess. Yeah, so 34 years now. 34 years. And uh, we met at Bellarmine, uh, as all of us That's right. did. That's right. Uh, all uh, common in Bellarmine. our background. And uh, we met uh, through theater and uh, in the dorms and... Uh, uh, did uh, things we did Rocky Horror Rocky together Horror. Uh, <laughs> yes. for a couple of years. Uh, Marcus was uh, was Rocky. Uh, I played Brad, and on occasion did Frank. Uh, and uh, you played, the Brad, yeah. played the part. Yes. <laughs> yes. Played the part. Yes, played the part. Yes, played the part. Very good distinction to make there. Uh, <clears throat> just wanted to save you some further issues down the road. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, so it's been a long friendship. Uh, for all of us and uh, one of the reasons we decided to do this episode um, we're going to try to make this the only serious part uh, Marcus has a uh, liver condition that uh, is basically fatal and unless he gets a transplant you were just listed though right yeah but they changed the rules they changed the rules but it does considering you are already what four or five years past your expiration date uh I'm actually about seven years past my expiration. Okay, so you have already beaten the odds, which is fantastic. But you're also the guy, the only guy that I know that would get cirrhosis of the liver would be the non-alcoholic cirrhosis of the liver because you never do anything like normal people. Of course. Uh, But we wanted to get together and just reminisce for posterity's sake Uh because I think we all have some great, have had some great times together. 
uh, great stories together. We just lots, had a good time. Of, lots of good stories. Lots of good stories. And we were all at each other's weddings, I believe. Yes, That's yes. Right. And, and it's our only uh, interview episode that we have done. Right. It, so. It's going to be less an interview so much as a discussion, but yeah, it's an interview too. It's a, yeah. Um, the first guest we've ever had. First Certainly, guest. yes. Marcus is our very first guest. Uh, so he, he holds a special place in Snakes and Otters history as well as in our hearts. Amen. Yes, yes. So... But, Robert, let me interrupt you for just yeah. one second here, because there is one other item of business that, since we are together, that I yes. would like for you to do, and that is to uh, a salute to a favorite place in Snakes and Otters lore. Yes, we just oh. came from, from lunch uh, at China Inn, and China Inn has uh, been around basically as long as Mark and I have known each other, mm-hmm. um, give or take Longer. a little a little longer, and, but um, certainly in the mid, yeah. early to mid-80s. I started going there the very first year they were open because you took me there. Um, and mm-hmm. it was owned by, or yeah, it was now, uh, Penny. Penny. And uh, mm-hmm. Penny uh, just recently passed, uh, which was very sad for all of us yes, because indeed. she was a part of our world. She always called you by name. Always called me by name, had... which always amused my wife to no end. Mm-hmm. After 35 years of eating there, she should at least know you. Exactly. Uh, but, but she was always always had a smile wonderful. on her face. She was just yeah. a wonderful person. A local icon, really. Yeah, really. She local really icon. tied into mm-hmm. lots of she, things. She really local. was the very best of what it means to be a local business person. Yeah. That and loves their people. She, you know, she's she's she was an immigrant. She came to this mm-hmm. country. And she built a, a Chinese restaurant there on U of L's campus. That is, which is, which is ironic because she was Thai. Yeah, yeah. because she's Thai. Yeah. <laughs> um, they would but you know, feature a few Thai mes- recipes. Yeah. yeah. On yeah. The menu. But you know, American Chinese food is not really Chinese food, anyways. Right. So <laughs> true. it doesn't really matter. But still, though, uh, anybody who went there mm-hmm. knows it's one of the best Chinese food places in the city. Yeah, it, it, it Absolutely, was, it was unique. Bar it was none. homemade. It was certainly you never got it off the uh, off the truck, so to speak. Uh, and her whole family works there. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and so it's a true family nice. business. Yeah. And they have made the claim already online because Penny was well known that they will continue. Yeah. That's the plan. That's what she wanted, and that's what they want to do. So we're we're grateful for that because. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we told them, in fact, when we were there, you mentioned to uh, the gentleman behind the counter, which I'm sure is related to her, that uh, we miss her, but we're still here. Yeah. And we're yep. glad you are. It was here. a special place to us that put a smile on his face. It did. Um, I thought it was really nice. Was nice. I'm sure you guys noticed on the screen they had pictures playing. Love those. Uh, of her, yeah. her throughout the years. Mm-hmm. That was phenomenal. Um, for our listeners, just so you know who we're talking about, you can see her. She was in the movie Stripes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so yes. if you watch the beginning of the movie when Harold Ramis is teaching the English as a second language class, mm-hmm. there's a small scene where there's a Oriental woman, she's Penny, uh, very young, in the back of the class, yep. not understanding what the guy is saying, because like, it's like, what the hell is he saying, kind of a look on her face. Yeah. It's a it's, short cameo, but that's her. Uh, didn't know that until a few years yes. ago, but that is just phenomenal that she was in Stripes, yeah. Yeah. which was filmed here in Louisville. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're ever down around the University of Louisville area, China Inn, you know, it's yep. worth it's worth a stop. It yes. is. Very it's, unassuming little small place in kind of a little strip mall yep. next to the campus bookstore. Is Actually, that, not even bookstore no, anymore. No, bookstore is gone. gone. Yeah. Gray's books is gone, and but it's next to a little grocery store. Fourth, fourth and Cardinal. That's it. That's yep. right. A little bitty um, place, but it, it's, and reasonable it's prices an icon. still. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's an icon. Good place. So here's to Penny, right? To Penny. To Penny. Penny. And there, oh, oh, there, there we go. Yeah, that's right. 
We're actually not doing bourbon today. No, we're not. That's, um, so we probably should say that. Yes, this is probably going to be our first bourbon-free episode, primarily because Marcus has cirrhosis of the liver. We decided not to have bourbon in front yeah, of him. Yeah, that's... Uh, I'm used to people drinking. I know, but it's still... Uh, I, I would consider it somewhat rude for us to do that, and it's okay to not do bourbon If once. we can't share, that's right. best to abstain. Exactly. Because uh, obviously bourbon for him is life-threatening, and we don't want to do like that. Like mushrooms, if I recall correctly. Yes. And that's right. Uh, he's the only person that I know that uh, I still tell the story. Whenever somebody does like mushrooms, I said, you're not in the position of my friend Mark, because he would call, crawl up into a ball Marcus. and die. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Marcus. Marcus. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, uh, the other thing I want to point out that we are... Um, uh, gathering in um, in defiance of yes. the uh, social distancing that is going on at the moment. Indeed, here, uh, here. Uh, yeah. As we record this, we are in the early days mm-hmm. of the coronavirus Hysteri- shutdown of society. <laughs> Hysteria. That comes. So word um, that comes to mind. Yes. Martin I, is massaging my thigh, and uh, <laughs> with both hands above the table. Uh, when I, was, I always knew you were talented. I was Magical. E- I was emailing everybody saying, all right, are we still doing this? And my, my man Francis here came right back with Picard. Oh, yes. The line must be drawn here. Here. This, this far and no, no farther. That's correct. Uh, so, yeah, we're gathering in, in defiance of that. Uh, so just in context, you know, normally we uh, um, don't really t- say when we are recording stuff, but I, I just want to give context for this because we are in the, the beginning of just some crazy yeah, stuff. And by the Sports time this actually drops... Who the heck knows what it's going to be like? Right. You know, this might be a time capsule thing. This might be the last episode. (laughs) If if anyone's interested, contact the the gentleman here. I have a 36-pack of toilet paper (laughs) and a gallon of hand sanitizer that I'm willing to trade for either a Lamborghini, uh, a house on a golf course, or uh, an Earth Roamer. No, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. RV. So, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, is a fair, this is a fair trade. That's right. No low ball offers. He knows what he's got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know what I've got, and you need it eventually. That's right. Sooner or later. That's uh, right. Well said, Marcus. Well said. Yeah, it's just some crazy stuff going on. Uh, you know, of all the things that we have seen throughout the years, I think this is one of the, societally. Yeah. This is one of the craziest things. Never seen anything like it before. Yeah. I mean,. In a way, it's weird because I read a lot of post-apocalyptic fiction, mm-hmm. and it just so happens the one that I'm reading right now takes place about five years after a pandemic had, had happened. And the way it's described, is like, well, this he's writing about what what is happening now, but he's not. This book was published a couple of years ago, I think. But it's just really weird because, you know, most of these post-apocalyptic things, they start out and, you know, something happens and society collapses in like three days. Well, yeah, and, and apparently it's going to be a much yeah. longer, slower, hysterical slide. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's not like the Carter administration, right? It's not like <laughs> very, the Carter. Very good. That's I like that. Yeah. Although I, I don't know if this goes four years, it might seem like the Carter yeah. administration. I don't know. I'm hoping we get to call it the blank. The blank. Uh, yes. By the time it's done, yeah. And just yes. we just had a blank where there were yeah, no much sports. ado about nothing. That would be wonderful, well, wouldn't yeah. it? It's like uh, Marcus and I were talking about before you guys showed up at, at, uh, at China Inn. You know, I understand how people are getting nervous about this yeah. because if you can be contagious for two weeks or even slightly longer before you know you have something, that's pretty scary. Because when you think about the number of people that if you go to work every day, you go to church on Sunday, you have your kids' activities, the number of people you come into contact with, 
it could very easily spread wide and far. So I, I get that. Mm-hmm. The buying all the toilet paper but leaving the dry goods on the store shelves, I don't understand. I, I think what that amounts to is people it, just don't know how to they don't know how to analyze that. Like if I'm going to be shutting my house for two weeks, what do I need? Yeah. It, 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 I, I look at it they as go right the, to the butts. What you're saying. Yeah. I, I look at it as the equivalent of the way individuals react to the panic of snow in this region. Yes. Where everybody yeah, yeah. needs to make French toast. Yes, because eggs, milk, and bread. Exactly. <laughs> the first things are gone. Right. Apparently, no, that's all you can eat. That's, yeah. all, that's all anybody gets. It's, it's an easy thing to analyze. Well, I don't know what else I'll need, but I know I'll need toilet paper at some point. Yeah. And, and so this is, uh, in effect, a knee-jerk reaction. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you know, the, the staying home, like my, my office, they told us we expect you to work from home for the next couple of weeks. Yep. It's no big deal. Uh, but, you know, th- we are set up. We have always, since I've been there, been set up. That that is part of our disaster recovery plan. Everybody has a laptop. Everybody has mm-hmm. VPN access. Yeah. 99% of the company can do their job from home. Yep. Well, maybe not 99, but probably 90 to 95%. The people who are in the data center, who are actually you know, manning the phone lines uh, for support calls, stuff like that, they have to go in. But everybody else, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. We can all telecommute. Because, um, you know, nowadays you don't need to be face-to-face for meetings. Right. you got Skype, you got GoToMeeting, you got whatever. I've heard a lot about the fact that the meeting questions have become up a lot lately, and I think there's actually some benefit in this because I think people will realize that meetings are often overrated. Oh yes, and a waste of a lot of valuable mm-hmm. time. Yeah, and I think this may, if there's any bright spot, if there's any rose growing in the midst of all these ashes, it might be that maybe we'll understand that maybe we don't always have to meet face to face as often. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess that could have been an email after all. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly right. Exactly. Yes. So write your emails well. You write them well. Yeah, you know, um, and, and you're there. Exactly. So I think overall. It's kind of a catch-22 because you know, you've seen a lot of memes on Facebook. You know, like, well, if we didn't do all this stuff, you know, it's going to look like, you know, if we do all this stuff and nobody gets sick, it's going to look like we overreacted. Well, no, we nobody got sick because we did all this stuff, not that we overreacted. I get that part because, yeah, it's better to overreact in the sense that, you know, we self-isolate where we can just to pr- help prevent the spread. I get all that stuff. But, man, the people that are going nuts, that's the kind of thing that just drives me crazy. It really does. It's like right up there with the bad grammar on Facebook comments. Yeah. Mm. Logic suggests it's time to chill out. Yes. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Very good. I've been doing spots. I was not the one that went there. You went to Star yeah. Trek this that's time. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, so that's why we are gathered in. in well, yeah. I mean, I, I was speaking to my mother the other evening. And now she's a retired nurse, right? Uh, yeah, she's a nut job. Well, uh, but yeah. Uh, and she is absolutely convinced that this is a government conspiracy. Oh. Never uh, thought your mother was one of those conspiracy kind of people. Well, well yeah. I never claimed she was stable. Well, uh, this no. is true. This is very true. <laughs> yeah. But uh, how else would you end up with me? Well, I wasn't uh, going to go there, but no, all right. No. But uh, so, you know, went with Italy announcing the fact that they were going to allow the old people to die. Uh, I had to pass that information on to her to help, you know, support her and her conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> like any good son like would any, do. Like any, any, any good, good son. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm also, you know, advocating, supporting those individuals who are for 
a decrease in the population with helping them along with the same kind of information. You uh, know, the people who are all for decreasing the population, it's somebody else's population they want to decrease. That's correct. It's, yes, always, it's always somebody else's population. Yes. But the good news is they are less likely to reproduce than most. True. Oh, that's um, very well put. I did, I did see one meme that, that is yes. rather apropos, especially for those of us that, that um, try to have a balanced sense of what social justice really means. Mm-hmm. And that is that all of you people complaining about refugees, I don't want to hear any more about it because you're the people who have been stocking up on toilet paper and hand sanitizer and all this, trying to you know, think it's the end of the world. They're no different than the refugees who are leaving their countries because of war and poverty and famine. It's the same damn thing. When you're not leaving your own city. You know, it's nuts the way people are reacting. Well, and I mean, it's it is weak mindedness in the extreme. Uh, the reaction well, to this. Yeah, I mean, certainly, I wouldn't surprise me if um, just because it's China and you just never know what the hell those guys are doing over there mm-hmm. that they didn't unleash something either accidentally or on purpose. Um, well, if they did, conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. How many post-apocalyptic stories begin that way? Exactly. Yes. Contagion. Exactly. It's Great a, movie. Right. Just watched that a couple of uh, weeks ago. Just took one slut to screw the whole world. I yes. suspect <laughs> that that movie. In fact, I've been seeing it a little bit on the on the web, and the fact that people are watching that movie, it's appearing in the Netflix favorites now because everybody's watching that movie. Yeah. Well, uh, my my wife was on a flight back from Amsterdam just before they shut down. Oh, she's uh, back. I, she was back. I, I saw the p- uh, picture you post on Facebook of her and, on a plane. Uh, the movie they were showing on the plane. Was contagion. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, Somebody has a sense of humor. At the for her, line. for her, and the other twenty people yeah. on the plane. Man, talk uh, about a money losing flight. And JFK was uh, a ghost town. Oh, I bet. Wow. Well, uh, yeah. Well, Penny's was a ghost town when we yeah. went there. I, you know, granted, we went there right when it opened, but usually it's got a few people there at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think only one other uh, group of people came in, and they. Did they get theirs to go, or did they stay? No, there's a couple. Those, of, there's a few that stayed. There, stayed. We, and and we were early on that. But it, it, the fact that the university's, university's closed, yes. you know, and it's, it's a Saturday, too. So mm-hmm. there's well, not even like, so. Saturday's, you know. Every time we've ever been, it's always busy. Yeah. That's a, it's the deadest it's ever been. That's correct. Us, yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, that's the context yeah. of where we are in the world at the moment. If you're listening to this, hopefully we're still alive and broadcasting. We'll be here for the next episode. Yes. Well, um, if the internet still works, we'll have this posted automatically, posted yes. on the date. So, might be all you get. <laughs> this might be the last episode. And as I've said on our Twitter feed, hey, if you're not watching sports, you got nothing else to do, you can listen to us. That's, well, that's right. right. Exactly. That's right. Uh, yeah. Did you guys see where uh, Pornhub was offering a free month for people in Italy? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and I, and I before I heard that, I I was saying to somebody, he's like, you know, if I were Netflix and Hulu and CBS and Disney, I'd be offering a free month to everybody. Right well, now. Disney is already dropping Frozen two this weekend, three months early on a Disney Plus. Oh yes, Rise of Skywalker is dropping this weekend mm-hmm, that's too, right. the digital version. And uh, the Bond the film has been delayed. Yes, yes I know. We we, that, we yeah. recorded a Bond episode a few a few times back, and uh, we had it all set up where it was going to drop at about the same time before the new movie, and now that's all been shot. Right out of a Walther PPK. Did so. you get all of them? Oh, yeah. Like the, the whole 27? Oh, yeah. We, we discussed just about every one of them. It's yeah, the yeah. character in particular. but uh, we, I mean, we probably about, didn't touch every single movie. We, we yeah, didn't we didn't, have, we didn't have time. We've talked about some that were uh, some of our favorites, uh, both characters and stories. I mean, I'm a big fan and have been since of the books. So mm-hmm. I, uh, And Robert's not so much. 
but uh, I mean, Martin, I like to watch them, but they're not. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a I was a big huge fan, and, and Martin, you were too. Oh, yeah. back yeah. in the day, uh, we came up. Mm-hmm. We understood that. Uh, Sean Connery is still the shit in many ways. Yes. Uh, Daniel Craig is pretty darn close. And the right. others, you know. Lazenberry did a good job. Exactly. Uh, George Lazenberry was one of my favorite movies that they did. It was also the closest they did to the book. Yeah. Which was the first book I ran, I, I discovered in my grandmother's closet upstairs once upon a time. One of my aunts had read it when it first came out. Hidden and under I, a mattress. Uh, no, no. It was on, it was on a shelf because it wasn't, it wasn't quite so, uh, so salacious at the time. It was 63 when it came out. But uh, I read that book like four times uh, because it was that good. Uh, and, and I, I love the, the in the first Casino Royale the fact that James Bond works for the CIA. Oh, the David Niven version? Yeah. No, no, not no. David Niven. There was one before that. It was a lot of Oh, I'm sorry. Version. You're talking about Barry Nelson in Barry the 50s. Nelson That's in the right. 50s. Which is hard to come by, actually. Yes. It, was, uh, it was live performed was as well. Live, live performance. They Americanized him. Uh, with. Uh, That's a yes, weird Barry Nelson. Barry Nelson was, played. He was the very first. CIA. Felix Leiter was the one who worked for the MI6. <laughs> yeah. They, and. Uh, Peter Lorre. Peter Lorre was Le Chiffre. That's right, yeah. Which was, I was, love me some Peter Lorre. He oh, yeah, he was, he was really great with that. And it was because Fleming had no money. Yeah. Uh, he sold the rights to it early, mm-hmm. the, the film rights, because he wanted some money. Uh, so that's how they were able to get that one book. That's why they. That's why Broccoli couldn't get the yep. rights for years. That, that was the first of the Bonds. Yep, that's right. And one I, film. Uh, Leonard Malton did it on TBS many, many years mm-hmm. ago, the first time it ever showed. And I, and I copied it uh, on VHS to actually see it because it was been long out of print. It's probably oh, in the 80s. I've got it digitally. Yeah, it's, it's out there now. And it's not bad. It's, it's not what you expect. No. But then again, the spy but, genre was nothing then. It was the first. Live television is uh, a genre that has been lost along oh, with absolutely. the theater That's right. in this country. I was watching, just speaking of live television and st- things we have talked about, So and Peter Lorre, too. So, Arsenic and Old Lace, you know, we did yes. uh, movies. That right, was one, yeah. uh-huh. ones that I talked about. And... I was watching something on uh, watching Netflix maybe I think and I was looking for something to watch. Oh, here's Arsenic and Old Lace. I'll go ahead and watch this. Throw it on while I'm doing mm-hmm. whatever. But it wasn't the movie. It wasn't the Cary Grant movie. It was um, Tony Randall. Oh, oh yeah. okay. From the late 50s, early 60s, <coughs> probably 50s still. And it was obviously done for television, and I'm pretty sure it was done live. Right. Yeah, most of the time that's and what they were doing. It was doing. fascinating yeah, it was, to watch because. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and um, who was it? Um, uh, Tom Bosley. Oh. Played Teddy oh. Roosevelt. Oh, cool. Real? Oh, okay. Uh, you know, the yeah, older yeah, brother. The older, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, oh, uh, shoot, what's his name? Um, uh, the character of Jonathan, they said he looked like. Uh, uh, Boris Karloff? Yes, and Boris mm-hmm. Karloff played Jonathan in of, that of version. Of course, of yes. course, yes. Yeah, so it worked which, out really well. Which is really, really cool, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was an old play. It's actually it a is, it's a very old play. But, uh, so, yeah, the art of live television uh, is fascinating to watch because you can tell. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, about, about the last I've seen of that would probably be uh, Mrs. Brown's Boys, which is... A popular series in oh. in uh, in England. In England, I know you watch a lot of BBC stuff. Uh, it's actually the the part of Mrs. Brown is played by Brennan O'Connell. 
uh, Brendan O'Connell, and uh, his wife plays his daughter uh, in the series. And most of the people in in this are all related to him one way or another. Uh, and they've done live shows. That's how they started. It was a live comedy routine about this uh, older, uh, lower middle class Irish widower. Ah. Uh, and it is just wonderful because they do it live mm-hmm. and they leave in a lot of times the gaffes oh, <laughs> oh, those and are, the screw yeah. ups it's, it's not like All stuff. in the Family or Sanford and Son which was no, done in front of a live audience yeah. no no, no. Still this is still live this is with all the all the warts that you've yes. got see That's I've great. always wanted to have been at one of the tapings for like a Mork and Mindy to see Robin Williams Live, trying to stick everybody else, trying to keep up with him. Yeah, yeah. because he was just the master of improv. improv. Yeah, yeah. Well, once you mixed him in with later on in that with series, Jonathan, Jonathan Winters, Winters, who's his mentor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pam Dauber was she was just you know all she could do to to, to hang on to hang on and not laugh her ass mm-hmm. off the entire entire episode. Oh, yes. uh, saw a special on Robin Williams where uh, uh, she was on it and uh, talked very fondly about both of them. It was very right. nice. Yeah. Um, did she leave out the sexual harassment? Uh, yeah, she did not talk about that. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, that was back in the early 80s. You know, that, that was kind of... It was a different time. It was a different time, a different yeah. Time there, yeah. Uh, nowhere near uh, Me Too. Um, so anyways, <clears throat> I think we probably pummeled that one uh, yes. quite a bit. So I want to talk about um, some of the early days. Now... Mark, I know, Marcus, you've got... I'm at a disadvantage You're at a disadvantage Back to the 80s, yeah. Because you've got some memory loss. Because, again, this is such a Marcus thing. Uh, you're in an auto accident, if I mm-hmm. remember correctly. 96? 98. 98. 98, yeah. So, the uh, and some of the medication you were given, is that correct? Is, it caused the liver problem. Caused the liver problem. Right. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Mostly, yeah. Possibly, probably, who knows. So this one thing wiped much of your memory pre-accident. Pretty much everything. And eventually end up causing the non-alcoholic cirrhosis of the liver. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that one event literally changed your world, uh, and although you didn't know how much uh, at the time. I'm sure the memory loss was pretty, uh, pretty difficult thing to deal with at first. The memory loss and all the other side effects, um, it's, it's, it is a bit unusual to... Uh, to wake up in our, uh, a hospital room and uh, not know anyone there uh, and, and be informed that this individual is your wife and these are your two sons. Um, Did you know your name when you first woke up? Or, I mean, was it like all gone? I couldn't tell you. Uh, okay. it you, was, you were about um, 31, 30? 30, no. 32. 32, 32, 32, 32, 32. Yeah. Uh, 32. Yeah. Uh, Oh no! I would have been 31. 31. Yeah. 31. yeah. Uh, Memory's still not so good. If the math, <laughs> if the math is working. Uh, so yeah, it was a. Um, it was an interesting adjustment. Uh, I can only imagine. So I am quite adaptable to situations where I'm at a disadvantage. Yes. Yes. Well, was the, yeah. Yeah. You can you can I smile can, and I can, nod. I can fake my way fake through, way through a lot through. of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, but see, the thing is, 
a lot of people think, well, this is a great opportunity to play lots of jokes on them. But, you know, nothing we could make up would be better than what actually happened. What really happened. That's correct. That's right. I guess you kind of have to trust us that that we're giving it the proper... Factual spin. Uh, I don't think we embellish much. No, no. no. We, well, we that's that's Charlie Marcus's job, but that's right. Yeah. But when I first introduced Marcus to uh, my former pastor, um, we started doing some D and D gaming, and uh, I was telling uh, uh, Father about uh, mm-hmm. about uh, our history, just some of the things, and you know, a lot of it was, it was like, you know, he didn't think I was telling the truth. So I was just <laughs> embellishing, blowing smoke up his ass, whatever. And, uh, and then, of course, after he met you, and uh, we talked, and of course, got to know a little bit of you, you realize that, yes, you, there's a lot of smoke. You do blow up people's ass. Yeah. But also, all the stuff I was telling him, yeah, it was pretty much pretty the truth. Pretty much the truth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, because I wouldn't say you're exactly a goofball. No. Because that's, that's not appropriate no, either. No. Colorful, um, is a colorful is a good way to put yeah. it. Um, you my, know, my wife. You march to the, your own tune. Yeah, my 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 wife has deemed it that we are being punished by the universe for having been Hitler and Mussolini in a prior life. Uh, <laughs> I hadn't heard that one. <laughs> okay, which one was which? <laughs> that, I, I, that I don't know. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, depends on the day, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Could be. Could be. Uh, uh, certainly, yeah, because certainly, especially since that accident, things have um, a lot of things have happened. Uh, well, Clay was in his things, accident. Things happened before that too. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah your it, wife it, has her injuries that yeah, she's dealing with. And uh, it, it did pass on to my sons. The, uh, uh, yeah, the family tradition. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that uh, I remember most about a time that all of us have spent together. Uh, now, Francis was not on this this particular trip. No, I had to work that weekend. Yeah, still which is one such of a shame, worst, yes. Because we still talk about this. Uh, I feel as if I were there, because we've told the story so many times. And yeah. you know, sometimes good stories are just good stories. That's true. They and, are. And it's really the only good story in my whole life. Oh, no, there's other good no, stories. No, I'm such a boring person. This well, is really... I don't want to say the only good story, but it might be the best. It's, it's... But you do grow a good beard. Thank you. That's true, Marcus. Yes, I I have to say, Martin has grown a phenomenal beard. It Mm -hmm. is so Grizzly Adams. Yeah, I was going to use that word, too. It is lush. Grizzly Adams. It is. I mean, I I couldn't grow that in 50 years. It's, it's... you could do I'm Santa using Claus it as a filter with much more. Yeah. yeah. I, and I keep telling you that is not a filter. That's just catching everything just and you're breathing it in. Yeah. 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 But uh, I in defiance of the advice that the mask won't fit over a beard, uh, mine's a couple inches down here yeah. over the over I, the It chin. is phenomenal. I, I gotta say I love it. So but yeah, so, this is uh, this is my favorite story of, of time with Marcus and uh, and it's one of those things where you know he's he's a little bit of everything. He's a mechanic. Uh, well, he's willing to do he, anything. He's a, a driver. He's man, a renaissance. Yes, yes. That's he's what a, a yes. philosopher. Jack of all trades. Philosopher, poet, You name warrior. it, he can do it. Yes, that's very good. That's right. So <laughs> nothing he can't do. We decided on a just on a wild hair one one year to go to Michigan, where I'm from, because my dad he never went anywhere. He always worked. Because uh, at the time he was working uh, driving a tow truck uh, at my uncle's uh, towing business, and they always used to joke that the only reason my uncle hired my dad was so that he would have somebody to go fishing with him on the weekends. Yeah, which is probably some truth to that. Yeah. 
Um, but my dad, since you know we were all out of the house, my mom had already passed, um, and my dad uh, he always worked on the weekends or holidays, so that the guys with families who were you know could do that because you know my dad was he was that way. And so we decided, well, let's surprise him. We'll go up. I need to have some work done on my car. Yeah, that that's the, the important part. This is the surprise. Yeah, yeah, is is that listeners are, remember we're like 22 years old with no money, with no money, and we're deciding to drive six hours in a car that doesn't work. <laughs> we're supposed to be smart guys. Yeah. I work, I'm Did a college we at least graduate. Cook on the motor on the trip. No, 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 that was that was a trip. different one. Oh, that was a different trip. Yeah, yeah, but me and me and you and our wives, we took up to uh, uh-huh. I forget where we went. We might have been to Cincinnati. I don't know, but yeah. that was a different trip. And this is it's Thanksgiving. That's it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, that's the holiday. So, so this had to have been '88 because you were out. Yeah. Yes, but I, I was, was still in. I was, I, I was, I was working as well. That's and right. where I worked at the time, you couldn't get off for those holidays. Right. Yeah. Right. Because right. I was in charge. And of I had place. only saved up enough time. Just to take the Friday after Thanksgiving, right? Because it still I couldn't been. take off Wednesday, and that's why we couldn't leave until nighttime. Right. So, so we're driving six hours in the dark in a car that doesn't work. Right. I, I don't even remember what it was about the car that needed to be fixed. The it transmission. Was a, it was a transmission. Okay. So, anyways, we we get up there. We get to to my dad's place. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait. You're skipping. You're mm. skipping. You're forgetting about the stop at Arby's in Covington. Oh wait, I'm driving. Oh, what what happened? Okay, you're driving. Right. And listeners, it's important to remember that at this time, I was not being fed well like I am now by my uh, esteemed wife. So I weighed about a buck and a quarter. That's generous. Yes, I remember. Well, Marcus didn't weigh much more back then. (laughs) That's true. So we're in the car, which was a what was like an. It was like a 79 Caprice or something like that? Uh, Yeah, yeah. It might not, might have been later than 79. 80, but 81 Caprice, Yeah, it was like that. somewhere around the early 80s. So, Is that the one my wife took the side off of? No. That, I think, might have been the Nova. No, it wasn't the Nova. It I was remember the Nova because we drove over a big chunk of uh, concrete. The, road, yes, yes. the yeah. road killed bunny car. Um, It might have been. It yeah. might have been that it one. It would have been that yeah. one. Yeah, probably. yeah. So we stop at Arby's, I think in Covington, mm-hmm. on the interstate, and we're we're we because we again it's we're leaving right after I get off from work. We hadn't even had dinner or anything, and we're trying to back out of the parking space and we can't get the car into gear. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's right. As being the really the only one who can't push i think it was mark's marcus's idea again he's the mechanic renaissance man says we can kind of push start it and pop it into gear you know it's an automatic in the column so i have to be the one behind the wheel while you guys push (laughs) only here's the thing of course once we have it in gear we can't stop (laughs) to switch back so now suddenly i'm driving your car and you two are in the back seat, and you some bitches fall asleep. That's right. That's right. We're in Ohio, and I'm going. I don't know where the hell I'm going, <laughs> but I guess we just stay on the interstate all the way to Michigan. Pretty much. Yeah. While you guys were <laughs> in the back seat. I forgot about that part. Yeah. If there had been aluminum siding on that car, it would have been snored off. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that part. Wait, That's like great. you're telling me about what was it, Butter Jesus? That's on the expressway in Ohio back then. Uh, well, no, there was the it was it was a version of the touchdown Jesus at, at uh, Notre Dame, but there's a, a just like a chest up 
big plaster figure of Jesus with his hands in the air. And it's like white with and yeah. then like at night with the lights with on the lights it, lit up, yeah. It looks like a big stack of it, butter. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus made out of butter, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was sure it was in Wisconsin. No, we, we did not make it to Wisconsin yeah, on that trip, right. I can tell you that. So yeah, it, that I forgot all about that part, yeah. So we don't pull into your dad's place until it's, it's got to be midnight. Oh, later than that, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Midnight on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Right. And so he's not even there. <laughs> he's so not at home. first, I'm thinking, well, he's probably at the, the station. Yeah. Nope, that wasn't it. He, unbeknownst to us... Because we didn't call. Because we didn't call. It was going to be a surprise. <laughs> That's right. Had driven to uh, the old family homestead in Kentucky. <laughs> Passed along the road. <laughs> Quite possibly. Who knows? We may even have stopped at the same Arby's. That's I don't right. know. And so we went up there when he comes down to Kentucky. Now, he, you know, he, it's not in Louisville. It's in uh, more uh, on the other side of Frankfurt, between uh, somewhere over in Breathitt County, um, wherever that is. Because honestly, I'm not exactly sure where that one sits. He was on. going deer hunting or something, wasn't it? I, no, I don't, well, he might have been. I know that he was, but he was down here with a couple of his, his brothers. Yeah. And they were staying at the, the place that used to be the family home. Yeah. And uh, it's on one of the rivers. Um, I can't, oh, gosh, I can't remember. But there's a little <coughs> dam not far from, from the from the house. I used to love, uh, as kids, we'd walk uh, over to the to the dam, to the locks. Um, it was really cool. I just, as a kid, you know, loved that. Uh, used an outhouse there. It's the only place I can remember having to use an outhouse because literally the plumbing indoors did not work. Oh, joy. Yes. <laughs> Um, but anyways, yeah, he was down here, and so when we get there, um, we're like, uh, what are we going to do? The car needs to be fixed before we can come home, and we have no transportation while we're here. And very little money, because very we were expecting money. to be fed. Because we were expecting to be fed, and I was going to borrow some money from my dad. So, it ends up, my uncle, uh, my uncle Russ, he was on, on the, the business, uh, and it wasn't just towing, they did body work and stuff there, too. Um, we took the car over there. And he worked on the car for us. He got it taken care of for care of while we were there, which is great. We and he gave us money to eat and have gas on the way home, uh, so we managed to get back to Louisville. Um, but while we were there, we had one of the best times. Uh, we had to scrounge for a place to eat on Thanksgiving, so um, called up my sister, and she was gone somewhere either, either to her husband's place or wherever. Um, called one of my cousins that had always had, and they weren't doing anything else. You know, they were. It was so. I finally, get a hold of my aunt Juanita, and that's uh, my my mom's sister. And finally, she says, "Well, you, you know, we're not doing anything really big, but you guys can come on over here." And so we end up eating uh, Thanksgiving with my aunt over at her place, and which is good good dinner. We had a good there time, you, go. you know. Uh, I think she thought we were a bunch of you know stupid idiots, but because <laughs> well, we kind of were. Well, if, if judged objectively, yeah, I can see why she might say. And it, yes. of course, she was not close to no. your dad's house. Uh, well, closer than where if if it, we had gone a few years earlier, if we were still out in the Brighton area, would have been a lot closer. It would have been a lot farther away. So yeah, she was in St. Clair Shores at the time, and so uh, prior to this. I know Marcus. Marcus just has to listen to a lot of this because he doesn't remember it. But um, so the, the car. Yeah, because that's the setup. We got to remember that the aunt's not next door, and right. we have no transportation. 
So my dad. Apparently we had transportation. Yeah, we had two forms of transportation. We used both. That's right. Uh, so uh, my dad's the car was there, and now think about this. There's, you know, the three of us, and you know, the car is not that big. So plus even Bob. though we were plus Bob, well that was later. Though. That was later. Yeah. Because okay. um, uh, that was when we went to Rocky Horror yeah. uh, in the uh, in the uh, camper. Uh, so, you know, Marcus is six foot three or four. Six foot two. Two. I was thinking it was okay. six foot two and three quarters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's already kind of long for a lacar, and there's not much room in in those things to begin with. And uh, Mark, Marcus goes out, checks it out. Turns out that the tail light's not working. There's something other stuff wrong with it. Horn doesn't work. Horn doesn't work. The tail. He rewires the damn thing. And finds two dollars underneath the, the 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 steering wheel, which is why the horn wasn't working. And so that was our gas money. Yeah. Now in 1988, two dollars would have bought you probably four gallons of gas. Oh, which yeah. Was half the tank. tank. Yeah. yeah. Three <laughs> gallons. Were, That's half a tank. A Lacar. Yeah. A Renault Lacar is about as big as this card table that we're working from. Here. Exactly. Just just a little bit. Just bigger. a little bit bigger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the I think Jolly Green Giant used it as a as a you know on a little uh, uh, Hot Wheels track. <laughs> three three lug nuts on each tire. Yeah, three lug nuts on each on each tire. Um, so Mark is driving. Mark has to drive because Marcus, it's a stick. It's a stick, and none of us can drive right. a stick. He's the only one who can drive a stick. Yeah, yeah. it gets it, it, yeah. If you think so, it can't get any worse, it can. Yeah. It can. That's sad. I know. <laughs> but yeah, this I know. Like, you know this this poet warrior, Renaissance man, mechanical genius. He rewires the tail lights and the brake lights. And I'm sure and he had parts left over work. because that's the thing about you. Whenever you put something, <laughs> yes. tear something apart and put it back together, there's always stuff left. You over. have to increase efficiency. Yes, yeah. Sir. Yes. There's always a better way to put it together. That's right. Uh, so we, we go. And the best part about that drive to my aunt's was the getting off on the exit. Right. Because you're in the front seat because it's your job to navigate yes. free GPS. Yes. And I'm in the back seat. Holding on for dear life. Yes, and Marcus driving. Marcus is driving, and so we're getting off, and it's like right here, but we were going kind of fast, and <laughs> Marcus didn't realize how sharp the curve was. And honestly, I wasn't thinking about it at the time because, you know, it's it is what it, it is. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. And so we took that, and I don't know how we didn't go up on two wheels, going around that curve because that was a tight, tight turn. I mean, we were throwing ourselves over to the passenger side, trying to keep weight. A bit yeah. of drifting. Perhaps. Yeah, a bit of drifting, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Marcus yeah. is yelling at us, lean to the right of the car. Lean to the right, lean, lean to the, the right. right. So yeah. we're pressed up against the right side. Trying to keep Renault. the weight distributed trying, over Yeah, there. trying to keep weight over the uh, right-hand wheels well, while with, he takes his big with three of With three of us, we would have weighed more than the Lacar. <laughs> Just about. <laughs> yeah. Certainly today we might. Yes. <laughs> yes, there's more of us these days. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, that was just one of the that, one of but the it's one of those rides. classic, like oh the exit's here Marcus. <laughs> Still, that's not the best part of the story though. No, you no, you haven't even gotten to that's the just real the best part meat. of the drive to my. Yeah, aunt. that's the setup. The real stuff comes in after that. Yeah. Well, I, I assume we the reason that we took the RV was because we had already run the Renault low on gas and the RV had a tank full of it. No, no, um, <laughs> no. I, I think it was because we thought we might meet girls. <laughs> Actually, there was always a possibility around Marcus. In addition, well, this is correct. And all his other horror. abilities. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in addition to all of his other abilities, this is pre uh, pre your dear wife. That's dear right. Dear wife. Um, he was kind of a chick magnet. 
I was going to say manslot, but all right. But you and I were not. <laughs> no, no, no. So. <clears throat> slut would be appropriate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we took the RV. So the next night, you know, we went, we had dinner. We came back to my dad's place. Um, that might, no, it was the next night. Uh, Saturday night. Was Friday or Saturday when we went to Rocky Horror. I guess it was Saturday. Which was in. Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. Now, the Friday night, uh, that's when Bob came over, I think, because I think he stayed a day or two with us while we were there. Uh, Bob is our good friend in in Michigan, uh, which... uh, uh, Still lives in Michigan. Still lives in Michigan. And uh, I use his real name, but, you know, it's okay. He doesn't have to anything to worry about. There's more than a few Bobs in Michigan. Yeah, there are. Pretty sure. There are. We're okay. Um, So he comes over, and it's during that time when Marcus field strips the M1 that my, uh, my... Uncle, who no, owns I field you field stripped it. it. He had to put it back. He together. put it back together. I'm sorry, you stripped it. <laughs> you got into something you were not quite prepared for. I had to take it apart, and, and the like, Renaissance man had to finish it. Wait a minute, the bolt's not going back in. Yes, and, and Marcus finished putting it back together. Did not have parts left over that time. Yeah. Thank God, that would have been a bad thing. Um, there was a crossbow that I think uh, got fired a few times out in the backyard. Lost the bolts in the backyard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but then we decided to go to Rocky Horror, which, you and know. De- and Detroit's one of those cities where you cannot go without having an M1 carbine and uh, a crossbow in your in your house. Yeah, pretty much. Well, you, you know, know, there are bars on the windows and the doors. Oh, yeah. Yes, the neighborhood but, where your but, dad lived was. On yeah, the second floor. Yeah. Yes, on the second floor, too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, it, it was so bad. Actually, uh, even though my, my children only recently discovered that uh, my, my wife and I lived together before we got married. This is before I became Catholic, when I was still pagan. Sinners. I know. Oh, my God. You should have seen the reaction when they found out. They, they can't do math? Their <laughs> mo- None of them were conceived before oh, the wedding. Oh, okay. This is true. Yes. We were married in August. The first child was born in July. There was not an 11-month gestation. Okay. So, anyways, the, their minds were totally blown when they found that out. Yeah, I, you know, I might I've have paid money to see the look on I've their faces. I never yes. thought about that. But totally yeah, blown. Because yeah. I refused to. I, I, told, I told my wife, I was like, I'm going to tell them I didn't touch you for the first year after we were married. And, you know, she would laugh. But, you know, it, it went on until they were... You know, well, not long before we moved into this house, uh, did they find out? So it's been no, not more than three years ago. Hmm. So, anyways, <clears throat> gullible children. Gullible children. Well, you know, if, if you don't tell them things, of course they're not going to know. You know, they never asked. Secrets are secrets. That's Nobody right. wants to know about their parents having. That's sex. right. Oh my God, my, my middle child to this day, it it just, oh my gosh, it's the, one of the worst things you can do, uh, is to to talk about us being oh. intimate together. It's like I, I've never, yeah. I've never understood the idea of of people having birthday sex. Let's have sex to celebrate the fact that my parents had sex. <laughs> yes, it does set the Nine world kind of turning, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, my my youngest will still yell, "Y'all need Jesus," and run between us. If we, if we even give her a smooch in the in the in the uh, living room. Nice. He he does the save room for Jesus too. Nice. Uh, so I, I'm sure he's run into uh, a nun or two online somewhere and saw that. Well, well my children just run the other way. Really yeah, yeah. About it. There was one time I used to ask my wife if she was going to sleep naked. And so my my middle child, she was just in my office, which was right across from our bedroom at the time, because uh, I was in one of the bedrooms for an office. And she had uh, said goodnight. She was going down to the basement to her room, where she was, where her room was at the time. And... 
uh, I asked my wife, you going to sleep naked? And I hear from down the hall, oh my God, why do my parents hate me? <laughs> you couldn't make this up. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, this is, I mean, my, my son's with the way they grew up. It's, uh, yeah, well, well, you're no you take for answering to... the door naked. If people well, stop yes, your that's correct. But that, that does keep down on people returning. That's correct. That's true. That's yes. right. Uh, Salesmen don't come to your house exactly. anymore. I'm sure. No, it just uh, takes Jehovah's months. Witnesses. Oh, you, you live know, for that. You open the open the door, you know, and ask them if they're here for the orgy while you're standing there naked. <laughs> they they tend to be a bit unnerved. Yeah. Uh, on the map of houses they visit, there's a big yeah, red a big X red over X. Mark, right. Marcus's uh, house. No, there, there was a time with, with my sons where uh, I had gone up to Wisconsin, uh, ironically, to the swingers capital of the Midwest, which is Black River Falls, Wisconsin, where she was working. Oh, really? Uh, I guess because there's nothing else to do in Wisconsin. They, actu- they actually have an 80, 60 or 80-acre nude nudist campground that hosts these huge events and they also have swingers hotel takeovers that that camp sponsors where they take over whole hotels in madison and eclair and what have you wow. gee wouldn't that be uh, so i would hate to be the traveler that but, stayed there one evening that sounds like a horror movie well, well, black, I wouldn't stay no, there no, right the, after the horror anyways. the horror movie is if you order pizza in wisconsin they only offer cheddar cheese on it Ooh. Yes, exactly. Uh, but I, I picked my wife up. You know, this was a ten-hour deal going up and back. Yeah, and a little bit more. And uh, when we arrived back, uh, my oldest son uh, was going. It was rather perturbed. It was like you, you need to talk to your 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 youngest son. I won't use his name. Uh, He's very upset. So what? What the hell is he upset for? Because well, well, y'all were gone. We we went through your room looking for pizza money. <laughs> Said, well, well, that's your first mistake. Yeah, that was a mistake. And meanwhile, my youngest son comes down the steps and goes, "Why? Why?" It's like what? Why do you need a remote control vibrator and a ball gag? <laughs> Whereupon my first response was, your mother's a screamer. <laughs> don't ask questions you don't want exactly. to know the answer to. They learned two lessons that That's day. Right. Sometimes One, ignorance really is bliss. Exactly. Don't, well, go, through don't, go, through, don't go through the be- mom and dad's stuff. And secondly, don't ask questions you don't want an answer to. So much for the family-friendly rating of this episode. That's true. We, we may not drop the F-bomb, but we are certainly well, well beyond PG-13. Yes. Uh, oh, my God. No, it's still PG-13. That's true. We, we, that's true. Just we the images are we not... Ha- we haven't beat the hell out of each other yet, so there's no violence. No violence? Well, you're the true. one talking about your wife sleeping naked. Come yes, on. Yes, exactly. You, you already broke the No, I asked part. if she sleeps naked. Uh, this is uh, true. You if she's asked planning about it. Yes, that's right. Yes. It was theoretical. Yes. Yes, it was my way of propositioning her without being direct. Yes, okay. It's very subtle. Very nuanced. So, Did it work out for you? Not nearly as often as I would like. Huh. So, 
that's a pretty good story, but you know, we didn't really let Marcus tell the story. We told it for him. Well, that's because he doesn't that's remember the story. the story. That's the part that sucks because <laughs> some of the best stories he doesn't remember. Well, so we have to. Now I know you've heard them often enough. I've, I've, I have yeah. indeed heard a lot of them. Yeah. So the, we got to finish telling the the. the the Detroit story, though, because yes. the best part is to come. That's right. I'm surprised we went off the rails down the rabbit hole, which we well, that's what we do. We anyway. do that. That's what we do. So the 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 best part is to come. So the, after we, ha- I think we were playing. Uh, you know, we were doing we were that we were doing the thing that night with the field stripping that M1 and the crossbow. I think we that was back when we used to do the um, the game of tag with the uh, the guns with the rubber bullets. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. we were doing something like that because I remember you possibly. Diving down the stairs from the from the from the uh, up from the second floor, uh, it, it, some kind of sneak attack thing, which you know as much noise as you made, I don't know how it was a sneak, but <laughs> and uh, you were like covered up in a sleeping bag or something, and you used that to slide down the steps, anyways. But that's the only real re- memory I have of that particular night beyond the. You know, the, the, this is the similar to the way we used to use water guns in yes, the dorms. Yes, exactly. Where we'd exactly. Hunt, we would hunt each other in the it's dorms same kind with of our thing. water guns. We annoyed yeah. the crap out of that secretary because we had a lot of the oh, guns with yeah. the suction cups at the end. Yes. And shooting them at the whiteboards in the computer lab in the basement made a lot of annoying noise. Yes. And she came and slammed the door on us that time. Yes, I remember that. So the, the Saturday night when we decided to go to Rocky Horror, uh, our good friend Bob came out to Detroit. From uh, the Brighton Novi, and he, well Brighton, because he wouldn't have been in. He wasn't at Novi yet. He wasn't at Novi yet, and um, we decided we were going to take the RV. Well, because all four of you can't fit in the car. Because all four of us were not going to fit in that car, and if that we too, did, yeah. there is you know because Bob is as tall as you are. So, and there's no way that we're going to pick up any girls in a car. Oh, like the RV helped. Well, it was better than a La Car. You gotta admit well, that. Well, you know, we weren't thinking of it as he takes what four you can dudes get. In, four dudes in a camper is kind yeah. of a creep show. Thing. Yeah, we, yeah. Did, we didn't really think of it that yeah. way. Yeah, we well, just thought it was like, hey, it's a party van. No, it's a creep show. <laughs> if this old folks' RV is rocking, don't come a knocking. Exactly. So Grandma and Grandpa are in the back. <laughs> so we take it, but none of us were willing to drive the darn thing. So Marcus. Has to drive. Yet again. Yet again. Because we were all too nervous to drive the dick. Because it's, it's big. I mean, it's not like, big. you know, like a 30-footer, but, I mean, it's it's not uh, an RV. It's not it wasn't a car. No, it's not a La Car. And it wasn't <laughs> and it, one that was built on, like, a, a heavy-duty truck frame. It was frame. a Class A. Yeah. I mean, it, it was like a 24-footer Class A. I mean, it was, it was good it was size. Like a hunter. Because yeah, that's what your dad used for. Yeah, right? yeah. Took it hunting, yeah. So it was good size. So we're on um, 94 going to Ann Arbor. And Marcus has both hands on the wheel, 10 and 2, white knuckled, <laughs> holding on to that steering wheel. So i never seen you look more intent driving a vehicle. Uh, so we take it. We go to the show. We have a great time. Yeah. And we drove it back. Midnight Rocky Horror. Yeah. In uh, we didn't pick up any girls. Um, you know, probably Mark would have, Marcus would have done much better if we hadn't been there. Yes. Uh, but still, uh, we had a great time. Drove it back, put it back where we found it. Then, come to find out later. Yes. Years later. It wasn't that, but it's, oh, okay. it was it was later, but it wasn't years. Oh. Um, my my brother gets a hold of me. And it was probably after I graduated. 
and uh, he, or maybe when they came down for graduation, I don't know, because that would have been the following spring when I graduated. Yeah. And he, he wants to know, or maybe he asked me at Christmas time. I don't know. He asks me, he says, um, did you guys, when you were here, did you take Dad's RV out? I'm like, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I got blamed for that. I was like, what? How would you get blamed for it? Well, according to my brother, a good friend of his who has now passed, uh, ratted out my brother saying that he saw my brother driving the RV in this little town called Whitmore Lake. We had lived there for a while. It's right between Ann Arbor and Brighton uh, on US 23. And I'm like, we weren't anywhere near Whitmore Lake that night. Because he ratted him out for the night that it was gone, too. That's the part that's so freaky. He got ratted out for driving the RV in a place we didn't go, even though we were driving it that night. So... And my, my brother, he you know, my dad was all over him over this. And my brother's like, I didn't take it. It wasn't anywhere near the RV that night. Didn't believe him. So finally, and I thought this was hilarious. And it was, because it's the kind of stuff my brother would would, ha- would happen to. Mm-hmm. So finally, I tell my dad, and this is before my dad dies, because he, he died in 94. Um, and I tell him, oh, you're just saying that to put up for your brother. It's like, no, it was us. <laughs> <laughs> he never believed me. He went to his death thinking my brother took the RV that night. My brother is still mad at me over that. <laughs> that was 30 years ago. That yeah. was 30 years ago. Oh, my gosh. It was the fun. I mean, because, you know, I was the good kid. Well, yeah, you were the youngest. You would never. You were in college mm-hmm. way down here. You just wouldn't do yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and my brother, he was on always Except, except that time where I borrowed his morals. Well, there was that. But, you know, you didn't borrow. We swapped them. We swapped? Is that it? Yeah, we swapped them. But it didn't last long. I don't think my morals can... Well, it doesn't mean I don't have my morals back. <laughs> he was just pointing to something on my wall that somehow ended up in my possession from, from Bellarmine. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways. Plausible deniability. Plausible deniability. Uh, statute of limitations has certainly passed by yeah, now. Yeah, Marcus yeah, is the master. Here, I think it was in our, my dorm room once upon a time. Oh, that's long gone. Oh, yeah. That's right. long gone, yeah. yeah well, so, that, is the, so is the couch where you would often stay over in my dorm room oh, yeah, okay. many, many times uh, with that ratty old couch that we had in there. Uh, yeah, well, they I had, had a table, table too. Part, from what I understand is and I had a dorm room at Bellarmine that was a private room. You had a single, yeah. A single. Uh, yeah. That apparently security kept going through it trying to find stuff that was stolen. Which is ironic because all the furniture in it had been stolen from Bellarmine, <laughs> but they never found that. But they never they never noticed that. Uh, uh, so. Yeah, there was only one security guard at Bellarmine that was any. It was cool. Uh, it was Ray, is what the the black guy who was he's the only black guy on campus, I think, um, at the time. Um, but he was he was he drove that uh, RX seven. It was orange, I think mm. it was. I don't remember that. Um, he was nice he was car. a cool guy. It was back before because the company it was it became Mazda or it was something something or it was Mazda and then became something else. the The brand was Datsun to uh, Nissan. Datsun to Nissan. That's mm-hmm. what, so it probably would have been like a like a Datsun two ten or a it was 280Z. a Datsun two eighty Z. It might have been that, yeah. yeah. 
That was the sports car. Was yeah. the Datsun yeah. 280Z and yeah. then the mm-hmm. Nissan 300 and all that when it got a little bit. Yeah, I think it was a Do- I was back when it was still Datsun. Yeah, but anyways, he was a cool guy. That was a cool car back then yeah, too. It I mean, was. That was. Yeah. He was that the only security guy that was worth anything at Bellarmine. I'm all, I was I'm trying almost, to stay away from security guards most of the time, so I, I don't know. I'm, I don't remember him. I'm really surprised that the squirrels didn't actually take over Bellarmine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it wouldn't have been difficult, that's for sure. The squirrel stories, I'm sure there are plenty of. There was the exploding snow squirrel. Mm-hmm. There's the squying floral. Yes. Uh, oh, my gosh. the uh, So many things that we did at Bellarmine that... that I, you know, if our... God bless us, there are a lot of gullible people in the world. We <clears throat> like toying with them. <laughs> that's true, too. You know, if... If Bellarmine was just half, because you know, I, I gotta think, you know, small Catholic school-ish, Catholic-ish, uh, it had to have been milder than say a Big Ten university. Uh, yes. You know, I can't imagine what going to school at, at one of those places would have been. Eastern like. in the '80s was mm-hmm. uh, considered one of the top party schools yes. in the nation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's not that way now, but uh, it certainly was for a long, long time. But, but yes, but, but Bellarmine had the advantage of a lot of sexually repressed uh, young women. <laughs> That's true. That's uh, true. Uh, Catholic, Catholic grade school, high school kids. Yeah. Um, you know, even if you lose your memory, the plaid skirt still works. <laughs> it's, it's burned into the the deep psyche. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's, it's like mo- it's like most things Catholic. Once you're Catholic, you're always a Catholic. Amen. That's exactly right. Uh, That's true. Uh, yeah. So one of I the mean, things you could join you could join Al Qaeda and you'd merely be a bad Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not very merely, well but yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, t- to be fair, if you're Muslim, if you, you know, you're an Al Qaeda kind of Muslim, and you become Catholic, then you know you're an apostate because you're not allowed to leave theirs either. So yeah, this is true. But you probably to- feel pretty comfortable. Well, yeah. yeah, because, you know, well, I don't know. Uh, you know, if there's tons and tons of, of what they would call lapsed Catholics in this world, and they're not subject to being killed. Unlike leaving certain Muslim sects, that's entirely yeah. possible. Yeah, that's true. I think that depends on the family. Perhaps, well, but yes. certainly not the church itself. Not the, yeah, it's yeah. not church endorsed. That's cor- absolutely, yeah. that's correct. Thou yeah. shalt not kill. Yeah, that still carries a little bit of weight here. Yeah, we didn't always necessarily follow where that all that well sometimes. Yes, but, but yeah. we, we at least knew the standard, and we never we never backed away from that. We yes. did have that top ten list. Yes, that's so, right. There was something else. What about something else? I was going to say about our time in Bellarmine, and I don't know where it went, but well, that's um, what we could say about the time. Where did it all go? Because where did it go? Practical jokes. Four years. That's oh right. Oh my gosh, pennying people in, into their dorm rooms. Um, that was I a big I thing did for a while. Teach that. <laughs> um, what was the name of that professor in computer science where Mark tied a uh, fishing line around the desks and was starting to make them move during the lecture? <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. that. Was professor I don't, Smith? Wasn't no, it? that would have been. I had him for statistics. Um, I don't think it was him. The fellow with the long dark hair. Oh, that's okay. yeah, yeah. That sounds it right. Was, yeah. was, I don't know. I had, Smith. Yeah. Oh, sounds right. That I had name him, sounds familiar. I had him for statistics. Yeah, that sounds like him. Uh, so I wasn't eventually he said, I, I see your monofilament line there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he got you caught. Nice. I didn't know that story. That's fantastic. No, I didn't know that. I forget which computer science class that was. Relational databases or something he was teaching us. And you had tied fishing line around the 
bottom of one of the desks and then run it like all the way around back to where you had been sitting and start pulling on it so the desk would move during the lecture. <laughs> but that is awesome. Um, That's better than the you know tying a fishing line to a dollar bill on the on, on the ground and uh, yanking it. Yeah, yeah. That's what uh, I would have fallen for a lot of times too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad, uh, well, you know, yeah. if uh, if any students are listening to us now, if they hadn't done that yet, you know that's going to be high on their list. I was going to say, well, let's uh, not, let's keep a few secrets from our time at Barrel. Uh, well, yeah, what was Bjorn is still there. Well, apparently, that's true. Well, apparently, yeah, apparently uh, there was a uh, individual who was. From England, a rather irritating one. Graham. Graham. Yes. That apparently yes. I stole his dorm room. I remember put something it at the about the bottom it. of a stairwell. Yes. <laughs> yes, I remember that story. I remember yes. that story. That's yes. exactly right. Emptied I remember. out his room. You emptied all- his room and put all of his furniture at the bottom of a stairwell? Just like when it was in the dorm room. From what I understand. Well, of course, that would be the only way. You couldn't just stack it up. You right. had to make it look exactly like it was. Apparently, it, it took him a couple of days to find his dorm room. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that story. I do remember him, though. Yes, yeah. he was a bit of an, uh, shall we say, arrogant twit. Arrogant twit. Twit is a good word. It's a very yes. British word. Yes, it fit, yeah. fit very and well. He might have turned out to be a nice guy after all. For all we know, then. that's correct. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but hey, you, you, you jump onto something that seems odd, and, you yeah. know, you just kind of run with it. Probably I, mean, no, I was, I was an computer. asshole, but at least I was a fun asshole. Well, yeah. That's true. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'd have been at the butt end of some of these if I hadn't if I had lived on campus. So it's probably a good thing I was. <laughs> what uh, the last year you, you didn't live on campus last year anyway. That's why you spent oh, okay. the night in my dorm all these times. Oh okay. Well yeah well yeah you were there basically the first two years well two years I think was yeah it two I don't know yeah. what are you asking him for he doesn't know yeah I know I do that all the time <laughs> and it's not a habit now I, the la- I, I, for the last two years I know you weren't because when I because I graduated the year before you did and the right. last year. Because uh, we had bunk beds, me and my roommate. Mm-hmm. So that's why I had that ratty old couch in there, which you would crash on just about every weekend, all, all the time. Ah. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm the only one that had a TV. That's true. And, or VCR. I'm the only one that had a VCR. V- v- well, yes. yes. Well, and, yes, because yes, at that first we were been. renting VCRs yeah, yeah, exactly. to watch stuff. That's right. And but finally, then you got one. I finally bought one, which, you know, this is 86... 86, you know, yeah. and, I, and I had bought a stereo VCR. I actually got my tax refund and did that. This is the days you couldn't get them. You know, no, just, that would have been what two bills easy. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah and I dropped two bills on that thing. Stereo, stereo high five. Maybe even more uh, I mean, VCR. And we were I mm-hmm. rent the heck out of those movies. I mean, the first movie we ever rented. You guys remember this? Excalibur. Yep. Love Excalibur. Yeah, it's one of our, one of our favorite movies. That's uh, that's the first one I got because I had uh, I didn't see it in theaters. I mean, it was only uh, at this point it's only about five years old. Because it came yeah. out in 80. So, but that's one that, you know, I want to watch this. And we, I remember us watching that. We watched that thing, I don't know how many times. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Planet of the Apes movies, we watched mm-hmm. those in there. Yeah, you were buying the yeah. uh, Star Trek episodes as they were coming I, I out. I was, that's and right. We watched the hell out of those. That's right, because I had those. I, I didn't rent those, bought them. Uh, so it was, uh, we watched many a movie at our place. Uh, for, for you younger folks, uh, videotapes are what we used <laughs> before the internet. That's right. For <laughs> porn. And and if you were renting it and you returned it and did not rewind, they charged you an extra dollar. That's right. Yes. And that's uh, essentially why that format survived and beta did not. Exactly. And and the the the, the you know the other thing about the internet back then, what we had of it was, if you were downloading porn, it was typed <laughs> <laughs> on a typed. printer it was and printed out. It was called your imagination. Yes. There, well, there was, but we also had the ASCII art. 
Yes. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, was, that yeah. was early. Yeah, yes. you could, yeah. very, very different in those days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do any of that stuff. Yeah. At, at other episodes, uh, other snakes and otters we've done, we've often, um, and certainly in prep, uh, maybe not so much on the show, but we've talked about how the world has changed in our oh, lifetimes. Very much so. Uh, I'm pretty sure in one of the episodes we did talk about. I think our generation has seen the the biggest shift ever in society. I mean, you can make the argument that, you know, the Industrial Revolution was a big shift. Yes, it was. But it was slower, I think, than the shifts that we have seen. That's correct. From the time we were born until now, in the last 50 years. Generation X, which is what we would consider ourselves. Yes, you are the first year of Generation X. Yeah, that's correct. And we are the second year. You are the third, Marcus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so it's uh, we're we're definitely not boomers, although that we could be... uh, Taken for that, I suppose, from millennials that don't. Yes, know. because they, they don't make a distinction. Yeah, that's correct. To them, anybody older than them is a boomer. Right, which is definitely not. The and case. if they're that annoying, just replace all the phones in the household if you still have them plugged in with rotary dial phones and watch them poke at the buttons. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, <laughs> rotary phones. Yeah, that's there's a there's a way back there. Party lines. My grandparents were on a party line. You right. were not allowed to. And don't answer the phone if it's not two mm-hmm. long rings because that's the lady up the road. That's the way we had it growing up as kids. I saw a yeah. phone booth the other day outside of Gary, Indiana. On like a real, phone, a real, real phone, phone booth? booth? Like a Superman changing his no, clothes? No, no, not the, the Superman, the... the you know the shield and what have you. Yeah, thing. with an uh, actual, okay. yeah. more like a kiosk, a kiosk kind of thing. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah. Uh, right by the uh, tollway, uh, the toll booths. Wow. I guess you got to be able to phone home if uh, you don't have the toll, right? <laughs> I guess. I mean, you know, in Detroit, uh, they used to have emergency phones on the expressway, like every couple mm-hmm. of miles. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still do because I haven't been up there on the expressways in a while and or noticed. Great for prank calls. Yeah. Sure. Of course, now that's the thing, you know. Now we carry our phone with us, and it's just one of the one of the many changes. Um, the yeah. irony is, we used to call people up at random and hang up on them fifty times, and now we're terrified of robocalls. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, you would call people in their in, in their homes with a prank call. You say, you know, hey, is there is Mr. Walls there? Mm-hmm. There's no Walls here. Well, who's holding up your hold hold up the the roof of your house? Slam, you know, stupid stuff like that. Yeah. At one time, there was no caller ID. Well, that's right. Right. You, you know, can get away with that. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. to me, it, it's fascinating the changes that we have seen and how it's affected us. I mean, you know, I went to school at Bellarmine to study art. Mm-hmm. Ended up not doing art as a profession, I, uh, and actually I added business as a major. And now I'm in computers. You know, I do databases for the most part. Um, you know, so I didn't do what I thought I was going to do, and you know, now my life is entirely technology based. Uh, although, you know, I'm surrounded by physical books, uh, so I still like the, the analog, but, you know, it's just everything is so different. If this virus, coronavirus, had happened when we were in college, probably wouldn't have been as big a deal. One, because... I believe it was called AIDS. Yeah, I believe it was, yeah. <laughs> well, you're, you're right. That and, was... and, we, and we didn't know anything about it. That's right. <laughs> well, and it was scary, you know, because yeah. you thought anybody could, well, anybody could get it, you know, it... Mm-hmm. The, the risk factors weren't as well known early. Early, that's right. Early. Yeah. But, you know... This is prior to condom use in the world. <laughs> yes. Or at least as rampant as it is now. Yes. Um, but, you know, it just it, it's, it's amazing some of the things that we have seen. You know, we talk about uh, that trip to Michigan. You know, we would never think about doing that today because, one, we would have called ahead because we're adults. <laughs> we were adults then, but maybe not mentally. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, it does show... I think you're different... making some assumptions there. I, I said not mentally. 
Oh, oh, okay. if not mentally, yes. Um, you know, we wouldn't have we would not have had to worry about how to get someplace because we would have had the GPS on the phone. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just. Well, there's no such thing as a Le Car either. There's no such thing as a Le Car. So there uh, are some blessings, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, some people listening on the, the, to this podcast are thinking, what the hell's a Le Car? Google it. Google Renault it. Le yeah. Car, uh, yes. It, it was actually one of the most made fun of vehicles in the mid-80s. Yeah. Uh, it was very gas after Hugo was a little later, but you're right. Hugo, it was yeah. kind of the same thing. It mm-hmm. was the most piece of POS that you could buy because they, yeah. but they oh, were cheap. The Pinto, yeah. and prior to that, the was car, a Pinto. That's correct. Uh, yeah. The the AMC Pacer. That the Pacer. That's right. Which Pacer is, is a fun one. I liked they, it. My well, aunt, it's, my it's aunt the American version of they're, they're, the Lacar, which was made in France. Yeah, but there's no, there's nothing like a car that has one door ten inches longer than the other one. <laughs> well, uh, and that wraparound glass. The wraparound too. glass. Yeah. yeah I, put, I I loved those things. My 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 uh, uncle had one. You could you could fill that with water and host a killer whale. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that that you know in the 80s was very unique that well, we didn't get you know that didn't stick around you know the music was very very different it's got yeah. it's, it's yeah music it's, was better yeah. well it was it was well because i think record companies didn't know what would sell so they said yeah yeah whatever put it out there we well in the know. 80s you had the and then mtv they figured, yeah. and then they figured out what would sell yeah. and then that's the only thing they'll make now. right yeah all, all, taylor swift sells so everything must yeah. be taylor swift well, that, that's She's like the Borg. If, that, that, that's like if you know these generations now saw a a Pinto with a flame job that goes from the back to the front. <laughs> <laughs> the reference would be totally lost on them. Right, oh, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah be, that would be a great paint job on a Pinto, wouldn't it? I've, I've got a picture of one of oh, those. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Okay, I, I think we've probably uh, pretty much covered all of the detroit trip uh, as well as we can there's so many good stories with that trip though it's uh, you, we could do a three or four episodes on that whole trip uh, it's just a shame you don't remember most of it mark yeah, or if, if any of it um <clears throat> now martin i think there's something you were really interested in right, talking I, about today yeah we were kicking around a lot about cars and we we mentioned marcus being this awesome mechanic that brought a renault the car back to life but i know he has a special interest in a in a vehicle that i find fascinating and that's the old international harvester stuff yes international harvester uh pickups i've got a uh three 1973 three-quarter ton travelette it was at the time the largest production pickup truck ever made in the u.s uh beautiful truck 174 inch wheelbase <laughs> and with uh 12 and a half inch wide 33s and an automatic with the posi in the back, it'll still light up the rear tires. Uh, I had one time where we were in Seattle, and I I got on a weird hill, and because it's got four gas tanks. Four? Four. Yeah. It holds 100, 100 plus gallons. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I uh, we were on this really steep hill, hill, and the tank that I was at, it, it just didn't work out, and basically it was the equivalent of running out of gas. Well, we had a tow truck coming to pick us up, which was a, a, a Ford F450 pickup, who decides he's going to just lift us up, you know, using the, uh, the rack on the back of his, uh, and... Uh, where he quickly found out that the one thing that he was not going to be able to do once he was moving was steer. Uh, 
Well, apparently you have to have those front wheels touch the ground. <laughs> uh, yeah. We, we had the same kind of thing happen when I had a rat get into it and chewed up some of the wiring, and it died on the I-64. I'm assuming you mean the car and not the rat. Uh, probably both. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Louisville Metro sent one of their big tow trucks mm-hmm. to come to pull us off to the side of the road, you know, off the freeway. And... Uh, it was the same thing. The whole time we were driving, uh, my oldest son and I were in the, the vehicle, and the nose of that huge uh, tow truck kept bouncing up off the ground as we're going down the freeway. Lean forward! Lean forward! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's uh, that's Sully, uh, which I, I love. That one's an irony in itself. Uh when I was living out in Seattle, a, uh, a friend of mine worked at International Harvester, or not International Harvester, sorry, Kenworth, Packar. Uh, and he worked in the same plant with Gary Ridgway, the Green River the Strangler. Green River, yeah, serial killer, yeah. Yeah. Well, he called me up one day and said, there's an International Harvester I need you to look at. Uh, the friend of mine that I work with, her mother has it, and it was his, her father's. Apparently, this individual went with, drove his best friend, the, the dad, he drove his best friend to buy this uh, huge truck. And they made an arrangement where when the friend was going to get rid of it, that the father was going to buy it off of him and he did and immediately almost sent it in to the dealership to be completely redone new engine axle $16,000 worth of work come on Lord. he picked it up had brand new headers on it uh, had picked it up drove it from the dealership where he had the work done back to the house which was maybe 10 miles parked it in the driveway and took ill that night uh three months later he was dead he never drove the car the the truck again well the the mother would go out every day this was her husband's dream truck she would go out turn it on start it to, and cry and sure oh. sure well someone had been coming by harassing him he wanted to uh, harassing him he wanted to turn it into a monster truck oh um that's just wrong so my friend uh asked me to go look at this truck and i'm thinking i got nowhere to put this i've got a condo i, I got nowhere to park this thing right uh, and he's like, well, come out and look at it. You know, so I uh, went there with my sons and him, and uh, I looked at it. It was in good shape, brand new motor and everything. Uh, and I was like, as I'm leaving with my friend, I was telling him, like, I can't. First off, I don't have money set aside for this thing. Maybe a grand in free cash right now, but. 
my wife would kill me, and I've got no place to put it. We know your wife, too. That would yes. not be a pleasant thing. Yeah, that's not an exaggeration. Um, <laughs> it's a miracle he's lasted this long. <laughs> that, yeah, it is. The next day, I got a call back from him. He's He was like, bring your grand. We're going to pick it up. Really? Yes. Which we, we take we go over there. Now mind you, this car's been this truck's been sitting for three years. Oh. Um, but it's been turned over. But it's been turned over. Yeah. And uh, but we're gonna because it's got no license or anything, you know, we're going to put it onto a trailer behind. Uh, I can't remember if we were if he was driving the, the Ford C600 cab over or not or what it was we had that we were gonna pull it with. And it's a tilt bed trailer. So, tilt the bed up, start running the truck up it, and those of the trailer goes down just as the rear wheels are hitting the back of it. The only problem is the back of it didn't come up. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, no. It turned into you, this nice U-shape. You broke the trailer? No, no, it popped back into shape. Uh, Fortunately. So we, we had to start it and uh, drive it with him running behind us the whole way back to his place. Uh, <laughs> um, my, you know, and I've, I've had probably... 18 international harvesters by now uh since 2001 this is the past 20 years i've seen you have a few uh and i've got a few now uh there's a 1947 international harvester uh panel van that was a military ambulance uh, uh and you have panels. all of these at your place yeah well, no, he doesn't have 18 of them at his place. No, no, I was not gonna say, I didn't, I've been to no, your place, no. I don't recall no, seeing no, that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah, over the years. Over the years, yeah. here and there, in and I, out. I've had some that I've had as, as short a time as 30 minutes <laughs> before somebody offered me a lot more cash than what I paid for it. <laughs> yeah, Which, sounds... as we now know, Mar Marcus has a price. Yes. As uh, most of us do. Except for the only one I really don't have a price for would be Sully and Miss Scarlet. Um Miss Scarlet is my 71 International 810. Is that the one with the hard top that you removed? Yes. Yes, that's the one she's, I've she's red, driven in with. Uh, she's uh, They only made the model for one year uh, mm. before it was became a scout officially. Yeah. Um, she had a 304 out of a triple axle dump truck that was in her V8 which I switched over and had to put a new motor in her uh, dual exhausts with flamethrowers that come out the sides <laughs> right in front of the rear rear yeah. wheels mm -hmm. flamethrowers uh, yeah independently controlled flamethrowers of course uh, does wonders in traffic oh I guarantee it's like it. the parting of the Red Sea <laughs> when you fire those puppies off uh Matter of fact, there was one time we were at, at a movie theater in Bellevue, which is across the, the lake from Seattle. And I went with my younger son to a different movie than my wife went to with my older son. Mm -hmm. And ours let out first, so we're out in the truck. And I thought it was them coming out. So to get 
my wife and son's attention, mm -hmm. I, and this was middle of the night, fired off the flamethrowers. Oh, Lord. This one poor East End woman, which is not much different than the East End here, was in hysterics. <laughs> Waving her arms in the air, running across the parking lot to us. Shut it down. Shut it down. You're on fire. You're on fire. Of course, yes. She comes all the way up to the door. You know, and I've got the windows down at the time. You're on fire. You, you got to turn. It, 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 it's on fire. The whole bottom of it. And I was like, excuse me? Uh, but, of course, Jonathan couldn't keep a straight face. So yeah. it didn't last long. Um, uh, we had another time where we pulled into a 7-Eleven and uh, one of these irritating ricer drivers, no <laughs> offense, Matt Martin, uh, decided to pull in next to me and be an arrogant uh, jerk. Uh, a tool bag. But yes. Which, uh, when he backed out, I fired off the flamethrowers on that side, all the way down the side of his car. Uh, <laughs> oh. <coughs> he was livid. Well, that's understandable now. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, does great, and kids love it in parades. Oh, I'm you sure. Know, yeah. When, when, back in our day, when, when young kids would draw vehicles, cars, trucks, or what have mm -hmm. you. They always were shooting flames out of the exhaust. Oh, sure. yeah. Absolutely. And mine do. Yeah. Uh, For real. Yeah. So, uh, it's like the Munsters car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but At least, it, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the internationals, uh, they're so interesting. I mean, it's an interesting... You can find it in the parking lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's true. It's, you know, it's rare. It's one of those cars. Mm -hmm. It's like... If you need to draw attention, just hit the flamethrower button. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, now, there used to be a... International Harvester uh, shop or something. Here's a plant. 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 Well, yeah. plant. Yeah, many, yeah. many of them were made uh, here. In fact, it was quite the uh, uh, hue and cry when it closed. I think it was yeah. in the early '80s. Yeah, it was. Uh, it but was... They, they didn't make the vehicles here. No, no. It was. No. Uh, they yeah. made tractors. I think. No, it was a foundry. It was a foundry. Yeah. So, they, so, so they, they were made parts. Parts. parts and yeah. So exactly. Made parts it was because uh, a lot. It employed a lot of people. It was one of the major employers yeah. mm -hmm. up to that point. Of course, the world was changing, and yeah. uh, you still hear some of the mismanagement. Old... Well, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you'll still hear some of the old folks that used to work there complain that you know, well, you know, the mm -hmm. world hasn't been the same since yeah. International Harvester closed. That's... Yeah. But it's it it's one of those vehicles that it, it's like the old original Willis Jeep. Yeah. The it's original a, old Ford Bronco, the, those, that first group of those 4x4s that came out. Well, I wouldn't that, include a Bronco as a real vehicle. But, <laughs> okay, fair uh, enough. Fair <laughs> enough. But, uh, He's a bigot. Yeah, but I mean, but it, you're right, though. The Harvester was different Har from those Har vehicles. Har Harvester was the first of the SUVs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of the first of the, like a really, yeah, like a bigger one than yeah. just the Willis than the jeep yes yeah. so uh, that's why i find them really super fascinating because i i follow a lot of car stuff car auctions oh yeah re the uh, rebuild shows on tv that's you know that's the reality tv that i watch is is guys yeah. taking cars apart top and, gear and individual yeah. and the things that they have nowadays are basically throwaway. uh they're not meant to last um there's an ungodly amount of plastic in them yeah yeah. 
computers, yep. which is ironic, <coughs> being the technology individual that I've always been, that yeah. my preference is to have something with points in it. Well, there's something to be said about a computerless car because it's something you can work on yourself. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, the you days know? of being able to do your own work, they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, beyond you know changing your oil, if anybody even wants to do that anymore, and you know, changing trouble, your fluids, yeah. and you know, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, nobody, you're just not set up for that stuff anymore. Yeah, it's just it's yet another way that the world has really changed mm-hmm. uh, in the last 15 yeah, years. Yeah, back to that theme yeah. we keep coming yes. back to. Yes, but, uh, we didn't talk about this before we started this show, but what, the tagline for this show is pointless discussions of eternal questions. Oh, okay. So our uh, discussions may be pointless, but they're always about deep. Philosophical stuff. Yeah, we well, always I mean, come back there so the far. other the other thing that those older vehicles with points uh, have that the vehicles that they ha- that are that are produced nowadays don't have is each of them has a personality and a soul, <laughs> uh, and you don't have that anymore in vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we, we drove vehicles where you, you talk to your vehicle, you name them, uh, still do, uh, you encourage them, you care for them and, uh, you develop well, an attachment to them. Well, for us, um, the first vehicle was a big, um, rite of passage. Yeah, First it was absolutely. I don't know how much that really is now, because uh, like my girls, care. my oldest, she didn't even get her license until a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, and she, you know, several years after she could have, because uh, she just didn't need to drive. Yeah. And my now my middle child, my youngest daughter, she got hers when she could, and it's a big deal for her to to be able to have her own vehicle. But mm-hmm. I mean, she didn't pay for it. She sort of did, but you know, it still came from us. Mm-hmm. And, but it just doesn't seem to be quite the same no. for us, no. for them as it is for us. Uh, you know, it meant freedom because, mm-hmm. you know, maybe because we had to go places to be with friends. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. do it all on the internet. Say, yeah, there's no, there was no well, virtual in our time. Yeah. Know, and, and our phones were still attached to a wall. Right. Um, so, I mean, you didn't know, you didn't know if somebody was available to do something exactly. until you went over to their house sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, cars and for yes, us that, that's, are different. You know, and and we didn't care as long as it ran. Yeah. Right. Look well, at some of the pieces of crap <laughs> I have driven. Like oh, nowadays, no, no. is like, oh no, you can't drive that. We need to get you something safer. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, back in the day, we wouldn't have cared if it was like a Flintstone mobile with no floor in it. Well, right. it's true. Had one of those. But, yeah. But, but it's go. because oh, the Chevette. The Chevette. It was made yes. of steel. Yes. Had, was, had, had wooden floorboards. It was more metal than plastic. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was there. There was a. You, you talk about safety. There was some truth to that. That you are encased in something that's a little bit mightier. Than the plastic that we get nowadays. Mm, I, yeah. My first car was a '77 Nova with a 350 two-tone hardtop, and it was awesome. Although the sound system in it was awful, it didn't have much at all. I mean, I replaced that two or three times because didn't have any money. They weren't as safe as you think, though, because but if, if, if you, you hit did, something, you were bouncing around the inside yes, of that's it. That's true. That's true. Well, yes. But if if you had the opportunity to get that Nova again, 
I dream about oh, that every once in a while. I want another. Same with you. I had a 77 Nova, and I want one again. That is my dream car. What's yours? No, no, I would not want mine again. Uh, I, <laughs> I was driving my mom's 76 LTD two-door hardtop with a 351 Windsor, and... Uh, I drove a 76 LTD. You, you couldn't really get up the street without the car basically choking out and dying. Uh-huh. So, oh, my, <laughs> mine ran like the wind. It was, uh, I was, loved uh, mine. It, 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 no. it the only thing I did not like about it, it was hit. it had no air conditioning. That's correct. Oh, no air conditioning. Yeah. It did have seat belts. Oh, I mean, but, was, we, but we had something that they also don't have nowadays. Handles we, to roll down the windows? Oh, yeah. Handles, <laughs> handles for the windows and wing windows. Yes. Yes, yeah. well, that's true. That's, I don't think that Nova did that I had, but no, I know yeah. my dad's because those were only in the doors that were were had a hard shell all the way around. No, right, my well, mostly. Has them. Well, well, mm-hmm. my 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 Nova did have the hard the hard all the way around. I do remember that. Nova's mostly, I think, did have wing wing. Yeah, it, maybe it did. I mean, it's been so it long. It could be, yeah. Uh, it's very possible. Cool. My car. my next one was also a car that I liked the look of, but didn't run very well. And that was my dad's '82 Ford Fairmont Futura. Oh, one of those bronze where it like yeah. it had like the looked like it had the carry handle across the top mm-hmm. when they had done that. Uh, you know, bucket seats, console. That was kind of a big deal. You know, that was like the first cup holder cars. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah bucket know. seats. Oh yeah, that was a big deal. Bucket seats were used to be such a huge yeah. selling. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, gear shift in the floor. That. that was huge too. Bench it, seats are so much more convenient and fun. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, well, you could you could get three people in the front if you really wanted to. Course, Kinky. Well, <laughs> there are ways. Yes. But the uh, yeah th- that. By board. the way, a number of you younger folks were created on bench seats. Uh, <laughs> I suppose mathematically yeah. that would have to be the case. Yes. yes. Probably to Marvin Gaye. Or Al Green or, or Barry White. Barry White. Oh, Barry White, White yes. Crew Motley Crue. Motley Crue. Yeah, that's right. You know, you got to move forward to the this 80s. This is true. We still had back still seats. Had that, yeah. That's right. You know, there's a lot of two-door. I mean, that's something that doesn't exist really. Yeah, I was going to say. Two-door cars. Yeah, yeah. Other than some sports cars, two doors, it's yeah. impossible to find except yeah. on trucks. Even a lot of trucks nowadays yeah. are yeah. four-doors. Nobody's trucks is... Is a yeah. four-door, uh, two-door. Yes, yeah. you all will but, never uh, know the. They, they will never know the wonders of crawling over seats. To get in. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh yeah, full seat up and yeah. Yeah. Um, so this car, it, it's a bad memory because uh, I worked at a Kmart in Shively. Yes, that's a bad memory in itself. In and of itself. Just and close. I was it's driving not this car and it. Uh, uh, you could start it up and back out of the parking space and start up the aisle of the parking space and it died. Started again. So what I used to have to do to keep it from dying in the middle of Dixie Highway, which Dixie, it did. Dixie Highway, as it's yes. known. Yes. You know, you sit at the light to leave after your shift and I would get halfway out into the middle of Dixie Highway and boom, and it's just dead. It's flooded. So I used to try to warm it up by driving up and down the parking lanes of Kmart, because mm-hmm. right. the employees all parked way out. So one day I'm doing that, I'm driving up and down the aisles, and I'm heading towards the last aisle to get to the light, and I notice there's a police car behind me. Want <laughs> to know what you're doing? Want to know what you're doing? Oh yeah. no, it's much worse than that. Oh. So, turns on the lights, stops me, get out of the car, hands on the trunk. So I'm a shaggy-haired, skinny. White kid in a blue jean jacket in Shively in 1987. Which so you look like just like every other kid. I look kid. like every other. So 
And I mean, he, this is serious. This dude's serious. Because my friends are watching from the door, and they're like, after they're telling me the next day, like he had his hand on his piece, and he's putting me on the hood of, or you know on the trunk of this car. And uh, turns out somebody had just robbed the Dunkin' Donuts wearing a blue jean jacket. Oh, and he I, wanted his donuts back. <laughs> and I, or I think it was the Dunkin' Donuts that was up the street in Chavley or some other place. Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. Maybe Krispy Kreme. Or I think there was a Dunkin' back then somewhere on Dixie. Mm-hmm. But there I was, you know, driving basically erratically in the parking lot and wearing a blue jean jacket. So eventually a call came over the radio that it was somebody else and he mm-hmm. took off. I was like, well, no that's why I hate this car. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So here I, I'm telling the story again, though, and I, we, the idea here was to have Marcus tell stories. Oh. Well, yeah. yeah. That's the problem, though, when you get the four of us together to talk about the times we've had. You know, a lot of it he doesn't remember, and... You know, we get off on so many well, rabbit holes. Well, I mean, stories are stories. Like I say, you know, if they're good, they're good. You know, yeah. let it let it roll, brother. Let it roll. Right. And well, car the, stories are always awesome. Yeah. Too. You know, the the great thing about all the stuff that we've talked about, though, is every bit of it is true. That's the part that is, well, is that's fun. Tr- you know? Yeah, you're correct. I don't have to make up stuff about my adventures with Mark because the truth is fun enough. <laughs> well, this is true. So I have one more car story. Okay. Mark probably doesn't. Re- Marcus doesn't remember this one, but you will. This is another Rocky story. Oh, I know this story, yes. yes. Now, you're going to drop the F-bomb on this one? Because uh, you did in, in real yeah, life. In real so life, just I'll pause, it Just pause and dramatic dramatic that way, yeah. Yeah. That way yeah. you can That way you can bleep it out. Yeah, you can say F. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we are hanging around after uh, Rocky Horror. Mm-hmm. I don't think you appeared in the cast, Robert, that No, night. I was not in the cast at But Marcus... Appeared in the cast as Rocky. I I was for a number of years Rocky. I played Rocky on stage at the Vogue Theater. Which Man, was, rest in peace. Hey, rest in peace. That's so right. Not there. I mean, the building's still there. Uh, it's something else now. Which was a left me in a particularly uh, interesting situation of uh, being seen by hundreds of of young ladies every time we had a showing with wearing gold lamay underwear yeah it's one of the reasons why you became a man and 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 being the the uh uh, the sex symbol that i was back then because you could ride a skateboard too and i could ride a skateboard and that was that was to me that was like levitating because i was a very clumsy young man (laughs) i would fall off on level ground without the skateboard rolling uh, but Mark could, Marcus could run the skateboard down the aisles of the Vogue Theater, yes. leap onto the stage in Gold LeMay underpants as, as Rocky Horror, mm-hmm. the creation. So this is after the show. Marcus has changed back into actual clothing. Mm-hmm. And Which probably wasn't much different than the Gold LeMay <laughs> underwear as far as the More flashy, the More flashy it, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's about all. Uh, and I... He was sitting on the stage with two young ladies. Yeah, we were. I thought we were chatting him up outside. I think we were still inside. Mm, okay. I think we were inside. He was on. But we the were stage. chatting him up. And for some reason, we had come down back down where he was, and I had just bought a 1988 Pontiac Grand Am. That was a sweet car. Speaking of two door cars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. It was a two door car, wasn't it? I'd forgotten yeah. that. Um, 
and he's chatting up to two ladies and asked them if they wanted to go for a ride in my car. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we says, got a grand in. He says, we got the, the Pontiac. And I'm like, who's we, mother... <laughs> because I know how this was going to end up. <laughs> Three guys and two girls. Mark was going to end up in the basically back. with the both, with both girls, girls and I'm going to be driving him around while while he's chatting that girl. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, who's we? Um, so there you go. That's another great car story. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's so Mark. Uh, so, so, so <laughs> but how did it end? I mean, you didn't go. No, uh, I think uh, we might have gone somewhere and had like food afterwards Probably I don't but not goes. not with the girls though is what i'm saying well no nothing ever, ever came up came well, out that's, of that yeah, okay. yeah it's important know, to make sure the story's got their well, ending well, to it at least not that evening i don't know if, I well don't know. we didn't marcus yeah. may have i think i remember uh, seeing eventually. them a couple of times at the uh-huh. show but I, I don't know if anything ever happened with them but uh-huh. they were cute they were real cute they might have been a little young for us too at the time but of course, when you're a manslot like he was, I don't think that mattered. <clears throat> they were of age. That's really awful. Well, yes. They yes. Got into well, it's important to mention that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, it's Kentucky, but still. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that's but right. still, 15 will get you 20. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> 15 will get you 20. Uh, it's not like Arkansas where, you know, anything goes, but... Especially if they're relatives. Yeah, especially if they're relatives, yes. Uh, no offense to anybody listening from Arkansas. Uh so what else about them? What is it about International Harvester besides the fact that they are freaking tanks? Do you love? Because um, they are. They are tanks. It's a tank, uh, but I, I I like the fact that you know, like myself, they're obnoxious vehicles. <laughs> you know, I never really uh, thought about it in that way. <laughs> but that, that makes so perfect sense. Perfect. That is that. That's yeah. almost cosmic. In its irony. It's good to have a vehicle that suits your person. Exactly. That is very true. And, that is and very true. It's difficult to do these days and, because they are yeah. generic appliances. And, they are. And having, having something with a V8 yeah. monstrosity uh, that, well, the the small Scout, for example, has a 33-gallon main tank and a 15-gallon auxiliary. I have actually paid, well, it was... It was that one? No, it was the uh, the uh, well the Travelette. I once paid five hundred in cash to fill it up most of the way, uh, <laughs> and the Scout I, I paid over two hundred once to fill it. Okay, up. them yeah. one with the hundred gallon tanks. Like, yeah, Wait a minute. that one's the hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but with dual exhaust behind that that V8 with cherry bombs and flamethrowers. And it's one of those things of you can literally drive through a parking lot and just the rumble off of that will set off every car alarm. <laughs> <laughs> and I never tire of that. Well, of course not. I mean, no. it's, it's it's your own tank. Yeah. 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 Um, Again, it's, it's just such a unique thing these days. Well, yeah. and that's true. Well, that is a uniquely American style yeah, vehicle, too. It is. Yeah. And and you know mo- most most of the things nowadays they're lifeless soulless pieces of plastic. Well, you know it, it is very true that um, <coughs> certainly line wide for most brands, mm-hmm. um, as well as classes per brand. Like the other day, I was driving down the road and I look over and first I thought it was a Prius, but it wasn't. It was some, but it's got that same, same damn thing. back end. It looked like yes. a freaking yeah. Prius. Everything yeah. looks alike. <clears throat> Yeah, but yeah, you see now, really... but when 
when we were growing up, the back end of a car, uh, it was one of those things where you you could, you know, occasionally you would walk up behind a car and say, my God, what an ass. <laughs> <laughs> it has the stance. It's got big meats under it. You know, there's nothing like a like a Cuda with a stance or even a, God forbid, Mustang. But it's that they look so. Yeah, like a Monte Carlo with nice meats. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And Jack, those, those jacked in the back those, uh, are, with that, a rake to it. Yeah, the mid '70s Monte Carlos. That was real car. That was the thing. Cars were unique. Yes. You could yeah. tell Every them apart. car was different. Yeah. You and could they tell were modifiable, apart. too, in yes. distinctive ways, which that's not possible yeah. at all. Yeah, the only time you really had a hard time was when, you know, you had, you know, Ford and Chevy, they had uh, Ford and Mercury, and then yeah. you had Chevy and its its various brands where they would just change the nameplates. Yeah, the, the branding or badge yeah. engineering was it. Yeah. But yeah. cars were different. But the line to line, yeah, yeah. model But now model. everything looks alike. Yeah, you can't it does. tell... It's like a great example. There's not. I, I drive Fords, and I I'm I'm happy with my my Focus, mm-hmm. my Focus and or Foci, um, <clears throat> and I really like some of the uh, larger vehicles. But when you look at the Focus or the Fiesta, which is the smallest one they make, if you look at the Fiesta hatchback to the Focus hatchback mm-hmm. to the uh, to the hybrid, the C Max, yep. to the Escape and the Edge and the Explorer, it's a progression. It's the same profile as you go from the Fiesta yeah. all the way up. And that's all they're making now, other than the the Mustang, and I think they're making the Focus or the Fiesta out of the United States now. And those are the only sedans they're making uh, from this point forward, uh, at least for a while. So, But you look at it, and so even the line is the same. They're, they're yep. scaling the look. And it's very successful for them, but, yep. you know, it just it, it, it's right. It is a lot of... It's become more science than art. Well, no, I, I think it's just there's it, they've hit upon a design that works yeah. right now. And they're just using it everywhere. It's appealing. And, and it's... I, but I, I also think that the, the, with the homogenization of car styling, uh, I'm, I, I, I'm sincerely believe that that is the reason why we have car remotes now, hmm. so that you can actually find the vehicle <laughs> in a parking lot. Yeah, you make the horn go off. Unless you've got some asshole like me sitting in the parking lot that when you press the button and another horn goes off, mine goes off at the same time. Uh, But I'm also also the same person since I'm now disabled and what have you. But even before that, we'd go to the malls over the holidays just to find a good parking spot and sit there with my reverse lights on. (laughs) <laughs> now talk about sins worthy of damnation that that, that that's, that's one of our that's shows tough. we did yeah. that's tough yeah. that's yeah. that's one of our yeah coming up shows uh and mine are all going to be about cars and traffic and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah oh my goodness what about you francis you've uh, not had any particular ones you've brought up or want or things you wanted to discuss well, no i mean uh i, I drive a, a mini countryman these days well no, i meant not just cars but i mean <laughs> just in general but you know well he, he did have the furniture in the dorm room but that was that's correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah that's right so yeah it was uh you know those were great days those were those were fin- fun days that yeah, we uh-huh. had and, uh, I, and nowadays we would be prosecuted for them. Perhaps. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you can't get with the water guns we used. 
looked like real guns. Yeah, they did. Yeah, we had the last yeah, generation of real guns. You can't get them anymore. They're all they're all crazy colored with the orange tips. These looked like the real things, and we had several of them, battery powered, mind you, yes. that we would chase each other through the dorms with. I mean, oh, mm-hmm. those were you can't make that stuff up. I mean, I can't do it anymore either. I remember well, taking the the forty five that I had, and I took a, a, a permanent marker and blackened the the plastic grips that looked like a wood grip. Mm-hmm. You know, from a fair distance, it looked real. It That's really right. did. Which was kind of part of the part of the yeah. appeal. But yeah. nowadays, I remember we had some going. Uzis that were battery powered that uh-huh. really I, I, I had, I had That's the one I had. I had a mini Uzi that you and you could buy these at the Toys R Us at the time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I went. And I didn't have any money, mind you. Also but, a store. Also well, a store was, that doesn't exist anymore. That's right. I mean, not in this country, but they still do country. outside the U.S. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you guys remember the Toy Stories? You know, the Toy Stores. There were. Children's Palace, Toys mm-hmm. R Us, yeah. uh, KB Toy Stores. I don't know yes. if they were here. Thornberry Toys was a yes. local yes. Uh, thorn, uh, toy which, store when we were growing up. Here, that was all now. over the place. They're all gone. Thank you, Amazon. Well, yeah, that's pretty Walmart. much it. Walmart. But Walmart. for those of you looking for jobs, it does give you an advantage. You can always use any of those companies that has gone belly up <laughs> as, as, as a, a reference, reference and, and, and explain away prison terms or anything else. <laughs> Good point. By saying you were management. Uh, good point. There's no way for anybody to check yeah, no, no it. No checking. Uh, good point. Hadn't thought about that. See, we're Marcus all about public so, service. Yes. We're so creative here. Yes. That's right. Creativity. We're all about plausible deniability. Oh, absolutely. Plausible Helping deniability. Helping the youth of today. <laughs> yes. There you go. Snakes and Honors as a service program. Yeah. <laughs> it's a PSA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, certainly I, I don't tell my kids stories of some of the stuff we've done uh, together because I can't um, because I wouldn't want them to try some of those things mm-hmm. uh, and other things I don't want them to to, to associate that with their father um, but you know they've gone screaming well well in fairness too guys we were actually pretty tame we were we were I mean we I mean were, even we, uh, we were we were we're uh, talking about the three of us oh, no, well <laughs> we, no, you we were you. not we were not. I was less tame. Yeah, yeah. We were not promiscuous. Not to say that we wouldn't have been, perhaps. Uh, not for lack of trying. Except for you, maybe, sir. But no, uh, no, I'm not referring near, to him. I was not that promiscuous. No, uh, we were certainly not alcoholics, nor no. drugs, or any of those things like that. We were just uh, rambunctious, perhaps, but in a nerdy sort of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah in, in a nerdy we were very sort of intellectually way. Yeah. And we got, rambunctious. Yeah, we got in about as much trouble as nerds can really get into. Well, that's correct. Yeah, which, uh, I mean, you know, it's not which like can be a lot. Well, well, we're certainly more intelligent about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, things like I would never encourage, although sometimes I think I should encourage my son to do this because he just doesn't do anything. He just doesn't take any kind of, I want to say risk. But, you know, he's sitting there playing his computer games all day, you know, playing uh, Xbox and what have you. Go outside and enjoy yeah. yourself. Hey, for speaking of that, that's one thing we did not talk about. You guys remember Malibu Grand Prix and the gauntlet four player yes. that we would go to often. Ten dollars of quarters and play all yes. afternoon or evening four, or evening yes. with yeah. four of us. You remember? Them. Well, you don't remember that, of course. Yeah. You were there. Yeah, you, you went on some of them. Uh, uh, we had that's, Rob that's went okay. on some. I, I own right. all of that at home. So well, of course, exactly. You know, uh, uh, but, uh, but it was there was something about four guys going together yes. and trying to defeat the monsters standing up in this in this video game arcade, which was so eighties of us. Yeah. It was yep. a fantastic time, and uh, various people would come and Joe. You and I were probably the the core that always went. Yep. And others would because there's four, it's a four player. Uh, oh yes, yeah, yes. He went several times. Uh, yes. Different folks would go, and whoever was around 
that could scrape up yeah. ten bucks. And ten bucks in the eighties was a lot of money. It was money. a lot of money. Yeah. yeah, we couldn't do it that often. You could live all weekend on ten bucks just about. That's you right. Could, and we I mean, would get and blow you it. Could, you could put five of it in the car and drive all weekend. Yeah. 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 But you know, we with ten bucks a quarters with that game, we'd play for three hours solid. Oh, easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was it was pretty awesome. We yeah. we, we couldn't our hands would hurt. We, that's why we would stop. <laughs> so, you know, don't tell me about your video game hands, millennials. Yeah. We invented the the whole yeah. thing. But, you know, the difference being you played together. That is exactly yes. it. Yes. That's what was so cool about that game is that it was a cooperative game. And but you, you all had to be in the same place. You had to be right next yeah. to each other, and you had to learn how to work together because if you if you try to go off on your own, the screen's only so wide. You have to stay together in order yes. to, to work Yes, if through. one guy got trapped... Oh, it ha- and it happened. And it happened. Because, you know, it's a maze. So if one guy goes off on his own, he could get trapped over in the corner while everybody is off in the opposite direction. And they'd all have to move together. so the screen would move, would move where he could get out. Because <laughs> there right. would not, might not be Which any Which is openings. actually one of the, the better memories of the yeah. game. Because mm-hmm. we would do that all the time. And, uh, and, each of the, and the designers were actually pretty clever. They would have it where each character that you play is different, mm-hmm. with different strengths and weaknesses. And it's only together... Could you do certain things? Yeah, uh, and that was kind of mm-hmm. it was one of the first cooperative games long before uh, any of the console games that we have now, yeah. where you're doing yeah. all this online. You're yeah. actually doing it. Uh, it's not a third person. It's it's yeah. it's uh, you're you're above everything, watching the maze from above, and it's yeah. really awesome. We had it, those mm-hmm. were some great memories. Absolutely, eight bit rendering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Vector. Uh, yeah, oh, you know. Vec- uh, yeah. Uh, father, former pastor, he's got the uh, the, the gauntlet game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it needs some repairs. It doesn't work right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I but gave him the joysticks to repair. Did that. you? You know, yeah. he hasn't done it yet. He's been kind of busy with yeah. the move. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we played when he first got it. We played the hell out of that thing uh, for a while, and it was great. Yeah, it's, it brought it's, back it's, so many memories. Amen. You know, even yeah. when we play Xbox games uh, over at Father's, because you know, he's, he's got big <coughs> widescreens, he's set up. We always play games that are cooperative. Yeah, that's right. And for a best. while, he had tried it. You know, a couple of people upstairs and a couple of people downstairs at yeah. the directory. Didn't nobody like that? Yeah. Until we moved two TVs in, into the same room. Uh, now he's got four. Everybody gets their own big screen television. Uh, some priests have way too much time on their hands. Oh. And uh, and didn't take that vow of property. Yeah, and so, yeah, he he is a diocesan priest. Did not take a vow of property. Although we were joking about it. You know, he said, sometimes I wonder. If I'm going to stand before God and have to answer for things like all of these televisions that I've got in all these rooms when I could have uh, spent that money on feeding the poor. It's like, well, that's a valid concern. <laughs> Did you feed the poor at all? The uh, answer is yes. You're probably okay. Well, probably. Actually, actually, with the children mining the minerals and stuff for the electronics in it, he probably did feed a lot of the poor. It probably did, yeah. Yeah, probably. I think I may have mentioned something similar. Like well, you know, a lot of, a lot of poor people, uh, you know, they got work because of this. Yeah. Well, children specifically. Yeah, children <laughs> specifically, yeah. So, you know, it's... But, you know, we, we play games in the same room mm-hmm. and cooperatively. Don't like the head-to-head against mm-hmm. each other nearly as much. Because uh, it's more about hanging out. We've done that a few times. Yeah. Uh, we and have smoked yeah. each other a few times doing yes. that too. It's never as fun. It just yeah. doesn't work as good. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's 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 more it's more about getting together. Uh, yeah. It's like well, when we were doing the D and D with with yeah. the uh, with the guys, uh, me and Marcus. You know, he and I had never really done D and D before. Um, oh, no. Did you do it before? In, in the 80s? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, did. yeah. I remember, yeah, because you were far I know you more went advanced. to the, so the game cons, but yes, the gaming right. con here in town. But, uh, that's not but that why was, I went to but the But that's convention. not why you went down, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that's not why you went, but I know you went to them. Uh, which is really funny because one of Father's best friends, his best friend growing up, 
was at some of the same con- yes. father were at some of the same conjurat. They just didn't go to the, the same different, events. Different thing entirely from yeah. their their viewpoint of things and what yeah. apparently I was there for. Yeah. Uh, you were there for what we would obviously expect you to have been there for, you yeah. slut. Yeah. But, uh, uh, he's the only person I know I can safely slut shame. Oh, well, I guess it is what it is, right? Well, I guess I mean, no, shame is... Well, that, that's like the, the the idea of, you know, friends doing things and, you know, close proximity and what have you. Yeah. Uh, that went to whole nother levels on occasion, too. That's true. That did, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, the, the great thing about friends, as we have often discovered, is that we all know where all the bodies are. Yeah. So... You know, we, we know where the bodies are, and that that's that's that can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. It's it's mutually assured destruction. Yes, is, yeah. is a sort of sort of mm. the way that goes. Yes. So uh, and we always have the San Antonio Inn in our. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Even though now it's a William, a women's shelter. Ironic. It is. Yes, yeah. that's right. Ironic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that went away a yeah. long time ago, actually. Yeah. Yes, Bernie wanted to to have a room down in San Antonio and a permanent table at the Pussycat Lounge. Oh yeah, that was one of, our economics professor. That's correct. Yes. I think. Um, did all of us have him? Yes, uh, probably. I, I don't know. I don't you. Know. I don't know that I don't you would have been you there. Long I know enough. the rest yeah. of us did. I actually, you might have. I actually served his funeral uh, not that long ago. I guess it's yeah. more, more than a few years. It's ago. been yeah, yeah. been a few, but yeah, he was a great professor. He was the guy who just to he did it partially to piss off the girls in the class, but he did it to make them think. Mm-hmm. He was trying to make a point. He'd draw a box on the blackboard with chalk. You know, it wasn't a whiteboard like it is nowadays. Uh, and they draw another box and draw this little line like a like a, a, a path between them. Label one bedroom and one kitchen. And turn to the girls and say to the girls in the class, now ladies, if you can master either one of these rooms in life, you will be a success. Which would of course outrage them. Oh my God! The outroar. That's right. Yeah, he'd have Which was suspended these days. Oh yeah, my God! Now he would have been well, fired he, in a he heartbeat. He did that to try and you know he was trying to make a point. Say, yeah. don't be this. Yeah. Because the world will try to make you this. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not careful, you'll end up yeah. this. Yeah. Don't don't. But yeah, don't do the this. nuance was usually lost at first. Start at yeah. first. Yeah. yeah. The, the smarter ones um, usually got it eventually. I had him for two classes. He did it in both. Uh, so that's I, I know he always did it. Yeah. Same here. Professor Bernard Thiemann. Yep, Bertie Thiemann. Bertie, yep, Bertie, Bertie Thiemann. Thiemann. Yes, yeah, he was he was great. He was a great professor. economics professor. And yeah. I had him. Pretty for sure mac- I had him once for yeah, something. I had him for macroeconomics and I had him for uh, economics of business. So I him twice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was a great guy. He really was. Yeah, you know, uh, we all have certain teachers, professors, mentors, in some fashion mm-hmm. that are formative yeah. to us yeah, uh, for true. whatever reason that that, that that connect with. And I think that is one of the great if to be truly educated in life. You've got to have something of that in your background yeah. to mm-hmm. say, you know, this and person mentors. taught me. I learned. I still remember years later those classes. That's when it works. That's I'm when sorry it's you done can't right. do that, Marcus. Well, but it, you know, and, and that applies not only to to school education. Oh yeah, but yeah. To life in general. To life in general. Absolutely. And, and as a parent. Sure. Uh, you know, kids nowadays they can't cook. <laughs> they can't work on a vehicle. Well, to be fair, but, I can't either. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, they I can can't, do more than my they kids. They can't do housework. You know, they can't. You know, they can't fix things in a home. Oh, okay. Uh, I know some actually can't change a light bulb. Uh, which oh, is, God save us. Which is kind of yeah. That's depressing. Uh, 
Well, you know, I can only say that that is the fault of parents. It is. I know I have failed my kids in certain things. Well, the, the age um, of the helicopter parent certainly has its own consequences. This is true. And that's yeah. kind of what we're talking about here mm-hmm. is yeah. uh, perhaps the, the prosperity that we've all enjoyed in our current generation does us no favors when mm-hmm. teaching certain skills to our children. This is true. Something that our grandparents who grew up in the, je- the Depression had to master and had to pass on. You had to be able to do mm-hmm. things for yourself. Correct. Yeah. Well, yeah, because there was, you, they were, we were far less connected globally. Yeah. And I see, and this current coronavirus gives us that example that you know, localizing things, we don't know how to do that anymore. No. If you know, if we're out of toilet paper, we panic. Yeah. Or if we're, we might be out of toilet paper, we panic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's no Sears catalogs anymore. No. Although I do think the tax code could certainly be used in, in an emergency if you're <laughs> uh, like they did in that movie, uh, The Day After Tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, by, yes. And by the way, the Sears catalog, for those of you who don't know, was our version of pornography before the Internet. Yeah, well, it was everything. It was the Internet. It was the Internet. It was, well, yeah, because yeah, that's how internet. you found anything you wanted to buy. Yes. It was the Amazon of its day. Yes, it's you true. know, you, you circled all the toys you, you were never going to get from your parents. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, you, you know, you looked at all the underwear ads. Uh, you know, you're right. I mean, it was... Well, all the new toys that would come out every year would be showcased in that. And you're talking the 60s and yeah. 70s, and I suppose into the 80s. You can find all those online. If you yeah. wanted to just Google you it, can. you could see those pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and believe me, I've gone back and said, wow, we had this one. I never damn did get those things either. Yeah. Uh, so And underwear was a lot different for women back then. There was more of it. There was more of it. Yeah. And yeah. it was very pointy. Yeah, pointy. Yes. Pointy. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> very knowing true. nods. Knowing yeah. nods. Yes. yes. That's right. very true. Yes. yes. Uh, but uh, the the other thing that I think's lost on the newer generations, uh, which is ironic, being all, all I guess technically they, they, most of the locals consider this the South. Yeah. Mostly. Anything south of the Ohio is the South. Sarcasm. Oh yes, the sarcasm is a sarcasm lost art. Sarcasm has been it it has been it's a lost great. art. Now you know we we do have our you know still our our southern tendencies. I know a number of ladies that'll still use the term. Well, bless your heart. Bless your heart. Uh, <laughs> that'll never go away. That'll never <laughs> right. go away here. Uh, but yes, yeah, sar- sarcasm. What and, and humor is by itself one of the great human qualities that yes. we have and we do ourselves a disservice if we can't master it mm-hmm. and we've, we've talked about this many many times before the modern world we live in today has no sense of humor very often no. well, and, we can't and if it does it's it's very basic yeah. and things well, like the subtlety and nuance of sarcasm is so often lost that's part of the problem is that outside of certain situational kinds of humor uh, of, which is mainly humor of the absurd right mm-hmm. Almost all other humor involves something bad happening to somebody. Yeah. Uh, you know, pratfalls, whatever. That are uh, stereotypes. And, you know, you know, well, usually in their, you know, that's part of absurd yes. as well as, as Exactly. As, as You're as right. Pratfall. It would be, yes. It's part of, it's part of both, really. Yeah. Uh, but, and I understand, yes, we recognize far more today that some of those stereotypes are horrible oh, to even yes, so they they are. Are. Yeah, yeah. I'm not by any means suggesting that right. we should go back to those. I'm thinking we haven't replaced them with anything. Well, no. because we are so, as a society, not necessarily those of us here, but as a society, we are so eager to not offend. Hypersensitive. Mm-hmm. We are unable to see humor 
in what is truly innocent. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. that's the thing. Nothing is innocent anymore. Well, that's, uh, everything yeah. has a this yeah. has a separate meaning that you don't intend. You know, it's like most of the um, like sexual harassment or other things um, that in the workplace you can get in trouble mm -hmm. over. You know, for being insensitive to yeah. whatever. It all rests on the person being offended. There's no objective. I mean, there are certain object you touch. That's objectively wrong. <laughs> yeah. well, but as yeah. far as comments goes, you know, some things are objectively uh, are no longer objectively uh, funny. You know, so yeah. some person might get offended, whereas somebody else might not. You know, if they're around, if they hear the same mm -hmm. thing, and that's a problem. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's one of the mm -hmm. things that maybe that's why people are use the internet so much because there's less danger of being personally offended. There, there was a discussion. And you can get angry about it yeah. safely. There, there was a discussion that I participated in on one of the various groups on, on uh, Facebook. And it was uh, a completely non-serious thing of how many blank does it take to change a light bulb? Oh. Well, it got... To about 60, 70, 80 posts with just no sense of humor whatsoever. And my response, well, I can tell you it takes more than six dead hookers because my basement's still dark. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. That's the way to turn it off. <coughs> and, and some people came unglued. And then people went after the people that were unglued. And then it went back and forth. And, you know, next thing you know, everything's derailed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've said this many times. We only want the Colosseum anymore. We only want the blood. Yes. Yeah. And that's very, very true. I mean, oh, yeah. it's uh, un until someone is bleeding, metaphorically speaking, usually. Mm -hmm. But not always. We're not, but not always. We're not satisfied. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And that is the tone of public discourse today. Yeah. You must destroy the enemy who is the devil. Yeah, and that's what we've talked about fires, many times. Run them into the ground. Well, that's yeah, yeah. well yeah, uh, sow the ground with salt where they stand. Yes. It really yes. is there uh, it's complete and utter it's the nuclear option. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've talked about this many times on some of the uh, historical and, and societal commentary shows that we've yeah, done. Yeah, because you can't make peace with someone that is the devil. Right. We have demonized our enemies on every side of any issue, mm -hmm. and that's why the country is so effed up in my opinion is because of that. You can't make no good with the with the devil the, if somebody is evil yeah. you can't compromise especially with, with a system that is designed to function to find compromise yes. yes it is designed that way it's the only way anything happens is through compromise if you polarize and you demonize therefore you accomplish nothing yep. which i'm fine with in government but <laughs> well, that's it, it's partially that's what we're talking about here that's yeah. correct uh, ultimately that may, the perhaps, less they get done the better for all and of us. there may be some truth to that that's for sure but it's gotten to the point though where the, the essential things that they are supposed to do they don't they can't even do that anymore. that's exactly right they can't even pass a freaking budget every yeah. year and, and, and it's gotten to the problem. point where well, they haven't nobody's... done that since the 90s. Yeah. No, they have, but it's just it's just it, every year it just takes forever. Yeah. There's continuing resolutions, and there's mm -hmm. you know some years there are no there's no budget at all. They use a continuing resolution the entire year. Yeah. Because yeah. they can't they can't get along. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, well, and, and nobody wants to just pass something based on the need. Mm -hmm. Well, because need is need doesn't enter into it. Yeah, you yeah, got to no. jam this into it, jam that in, because you got to sneak something in, so you've got to win. Yeah, that's right. It's right. All, winning is all that matters. Winning, we've got to win out of this. Mm -hmm. And you know, those in like, need are always the ones who suffer. Those without true. power, they yeah. always suffer. You got to shovel we, money at somebody 
and it's never where it really needs to go. Right. And, you know, we could sit here and we could point at both sides of the aisle. Just yes. This is not yeah, there's yeah, no partisan, a partisan it, it, issue. Partisanship is the issue itself. It's, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a sad state of affairs. One of those things that we have seen change in our 50 years and not That's for the better. That's um, right, because it used to be that sooner or later you might not like each other, but sooner or later you recognize, well, somebody's got to, we got to get this done. Right. And getting things done was, did have importance. Right. You know, I mean, there was a time that I never would have thought I would say this, but, you know, I mean, everybody who listens to the show knows we are fairly conservative guys. You know, yeah. we're, we're not raging liberals politically um, or socially. And now philosophically, that's a different thing, but that's that's an entirely different show that we've had that discussion on. Right. <clears throat> because there's a difference between a political conservative and liberal and a philosophical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but anyways, I miss Bill Clinton. Interesting. I mean, when you think about the government of the time, and you actually had Bill Clinton making deals with Newt Gingrich. That's correct. Yeah. And you know? ultimately, that's how things got done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they actually balanced the budget. Sure. Have surplus, had surplus yeah. for a few years. That's right. Yeah, they actually. Now, granted, they impeached him, and you know. Well, he was the consummate politician. He, he was. was morally bankrupt, but he was a consummate politician. Well, he he, he was he, he was a hound dog. I mean, well, that yeah. was his thing. But you know, and the, but he was not the the la, he was not the last one to do. Well, he might have been he the wasn't last even one. the first. He, was, he wasn't the first. Many other successful presidents did that too. Reagan did yes. it. Nixon did it. The difference was uh, the press changed. Well, and we and we talked about that a little bit yeah. in our McGovern ep, uh, episode. Is that Watergate has, I think, far more reaching consequences with regards to that. They became anointed mm-hmm. that we will, we are crusaders. Yeah. We will we will destroy those we don't like. Well, Woodward and Bernstein, um, they were probably the first guys who were without a national audience. I mean, you know, Cronkite had a national audience because he was on television. Edward well, he was Murrow a national journalist. was a uh, had a national audience through the radio. Mm-hmm. They were the first celebrity journalists mm-hmm. in a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys who were, you know, the grunt guys, not the the, the yeah. faces and the voices guys. And I think that became a thing. It know, is. That, well, all the president's men made them superstars, right? Partially, mm-hmm. and that was just that was just one of the many consequences I think that, that came from that. Yeah. And so now and, they well, don't want to make a name. Well, they toppled a king. They yes. did. They toppled the And everybody's been searching to do that again ever since. Yeah. That's very and true. And I think that's part of the problem. Well, the bigger the fish they take down, the mm-hmm. more more outfit that you know, the more out yeah. there they are, the more empowered they are. You're right. Yeah. Well, and more books they'll sell. Yes. I mean, it's a money thing too. Well, yeah, because uh, those are usually flash in the pan books, but every mm-hmm. journalist writes a book sooner or later, and it hit and it hits for a short period of time. Oh, yeah. I'll sell a hundred thousand books once. That's, that's correct. That's what it happens. Uh, yeah. they, ha- they have to have a shrewd publisher, an agent, that know gotta when hit to the hit timing it, right. and you've got to hit the marketing right, mm-hmm. and, you know, it, boom, boom, boom. If it lasts long enough, you might even get a few books out of it. Maybe. Depends. If it's a political subject, it's, it's very flash in the pan. It depends on the subject. Yeah. It's right. You know, because some have done political... Newt Gingrich is a good example. He did political books that were quick, but he re- remade himself as an author doing historical books yeah. as, as fiction. And he's had quite a good success with those. And I've read a couple. He's pretty good. I'm sure yeah, he's got a ghostwriter. I haven't writer, read but the historicals. They're on my good. list of things to do. 
uh, I read three of the uh, the modern day thrillers that he did. Yeah. They're right there on the shelf there. Yeah. Um, they're okay. They're not. Uh, I thought they were a little weak as far as some no. of it goes, but it's still a fun story. Well, he's got a ghostwriter. Well, Shatner's famous for this. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he you know, he he writes books all the times, but he's got a ghostwriter that really does the work. But nevertheless, you still hear him in it. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, he's very good at you know you, if you have a good ghostwriter that works well with you, it's awesome. Well, ghostwriter implies the the other guy writes it all. I don't know if that's the case. Well, I mean, usually... There's, there's co-author, well, and then I, there's ghostwriter. Ghostwriter means somebody else writes it, and you put your name on it. No, no, no. It's not. It, no, Shatner's not like that at all, because these are most of these stories are, are his own experiences. But he, the, the, the guys that do it with him, Chris Kresge's one, and there's several others, they're the one that actually translated into the format. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, for for Gingrich, that's I don't think he's... No, no, he doesn't have that. He's true think. co-author. Yeah, with, he's true co-author. Uh, he's got a professional writer... That works with him to make sure all the nuts and bolts are right, that you've got the story set up correctly, you know, that it flows exactly right. That you're not going to get sued. Well, that's part of it, too. That's right, you know. So, yeah. But, you know, it's just interesting. I never thought I would have said that, though, that I miss the days of Bill Clinton. Because Mm -hmm. even as dysfunctional as that time could be, it was far more functional. He knew he had a tremendous sales. Yeah. He understood that when he got a bloody nose in 94... He needed to work with he Congress. He needed to work, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was actually pretty smart of you him. You couldn't just be oppositional. You had to, yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's it's it. A lot of it's about the fundraising. It's it's the fundraising emails have to say, we're, we're fighting. Yeah. We're fighting. We're standing up Because you got to gin you. up the support. With well, and you know, well, nobody had the emails back then. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was nobody entirely the impression yeah. that you could make uh, cooperate and yeah. working and you would have to go in front of voters with a record of success, not a record of a, the fight you got into. Well, yeah, right. and the thing, the other thing that, that that politicians have to look at, and other people, as a matter of fact, have to look at nowadays that's different than has ever been in the past. Uh, if somebody farts in an elevator in Czechoslovakia, when, you know, it used to be that we would never hear about that. And the only individuals that would know about it were the individuals that were in the elevator going, whoever smelt it, dealt it. Now, that makes headline news in this country within 20 minutes. And then there's the outrage and the protests. How dare you fart in an elevator? Well, I'm sorry. Get in the the elevator with me, I'll show you how I dare. That's one of the most... You know, that was a traditional thing uh, at one time. <laughs> That's true. The idea yeah. was you farted as you were leaving the elevator and letting everybody else walk into it. Uh, That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are ways to be offensive and be subtle about it. Yes. Uh, yeah. Nowadays, you can be offensive without even trying. Well, I mean, that's that's, I that's did such the, a sad statement. I managed to well, do that at Rushmore. Be offensive without trying? Uh, no, with the elevator. Oh, I was going to say, because I we, imagine you're offensive without trying Rushmore, most of the time. Rushmore, the the main exhibition areas and what have you are down below. Mm-hmm. So you ride up this elevator. Mm-hmm. Well, myself and my two sons rode up the elevator. Well, so naturally, right before the doors opened, <laughs> I let one rip. And it was unholy. <laughs> I think most things that come out of your no, ass no. are going to be unholy. The fun part was we scurry out of the elevator and an entire busload of people pack into it. Oh, and you can see the horror on their faces <laughs> as the doors close. 
this is a shame this is audio only because I would love to be able to have a picture of everybody's face while we're thinking about that because we've all described it uh, very clearly about what that look was. Uh, it was kind of horror. Uh, yes, yes, because yes. I've been around those things that come out of your rear end, and I know how horrible that can be. Uh, well, you know, well, some of us have talents. Yes, yes. Some of us are full of shit. Uh, yes. Yes. Some of or us at least bark at the sign of it. Yeah, okay, this is true. So, this is a great story. <laughs> he, he, and sure. I'm, I'm, I'm down with this one completely. I totally understand so, what this is. <laughs> Marcus and I, we are at um, Oxmoor Mall back when they used to have the food court upstairs. Yeah. And we had, I forget where we had eaten. Tumbleweed. That's right, it was Tumbleweed. Yes, it was Mexican. Yes, it was, yes. Oh, yeah, back in the back corner. I remember that. Yes. So, your oldest was the yes, one with us. Yes, was the baby. Yeah. And so... He needed a diaper change, so we went into the men's room, and they had they actually had changing tables. This is like one yeah. of the first times, exactly. yeah. you know, early early days of changing tables in yeah, the men's room. Yeah, this would have been in the early 90s. Yeah. So the boy just it was the worst, most massive blowout diaper I have ever <laughs> seen. My speaking of <laughs> my God, I swear Satan's asshole was in that diaper, and. <laughs> it, he wasn't done ah. when we started to change. And the smell was just awful. After tumbleweed. After tumbleweed. Mexican food. He spews <laughs> all over. <laughs> Luckily, most of it did not get on the child. It was on the floor. <laughs> so we've got puke from tumbleweed. We've got baby shit out of Satan's asshole <laughs> all over the... I mean, somebody walked in and turned around and it walked the out. Didn't want no part of this. No part of this. <laughs> I'll hold it. Thank you very much. <laughs> and so we're both trying to hold our breath and not breathe through our nose, but you don't want to breathe through your mouth because then you get the taste in your mouth. <laughs> and it all stick in the back of your yeah. yeah. And so... And Mark, Marcus is just... You know, and somehow, after about 10 minutes of this, we managed to get enough of the 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 child wiped up and, you know, massive amounts of paper towel from the dispenser. Luckily, this is in the days before hand dryers. Oh, yeah, that would have been pretty wicked. That would have been awful. And so we got all that stuff wiped up and we, you know, spent five minutes of that washing our hands. And then we got the hell out of there and hope nobody saw us leave. Because we did not want to be associated with whatever was left in that room. Yeah. My God, that was the worst experience in a bathroom I have ever had. But so, you yourself did not regurgitate. I did not. You're, say, a strong man. You're, You're a strong, strong man. man. Sir. Uh, apparently so. Because usually those things are contagious. Yes. Those things start like that. Oh, believe that, me. I almost did. That's right. But, only but I managed not to. Iron will. That's yeah. right. That kept yes. you going. Yes. Bravo, so, sir. So, listeners, I think you see now why it was so important for us to do this episode. <laughs> We have these stories, and they they just didn't fit in anywhere else. That's why this is a hoop at you. Yeah, yeah, we had to get this out. So if you're just kind of picking up with us, you know, the hoop of jubes, they're the anything goes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's that's Marcus. That's Mar- And that yeah, is that's that's you to a T. Is yeah. anything goes. It's imperial majesty. Yes. The, the philosopher, poet, warrior, emperor, Marcus Aurelius here. Um, 
that's why we wanted to do this episode have these stories on posterity yeah yeah on record normally you don't put your stories on record because again we've we've said plausible deniability about it's a, it's four a moot, times it's but, a moot point for me but now yeah. now it's we got to have this on for and there posterity. are so many things we didn't even cover oh well, my gosh. well you know what life is worth living that doesn't have these stories mm-hmm. exactly I mean, come on exactly you know, this is this is this is a human human story everybody that listens to this has their own versions of this, I'm sure, yeah. or will, depending on where they are in their journey. Why not celebrate it? Yeah. So I have one one story I do want to. Uh, actually, there's two that, that I think must be part of this. And I know okay. We're, we're right. really long here. Go for it, man. But we can okay. we can always edit some stuff out if we want to. We can make it three episodes. We can make it. Three. That's right. We can three make this as many as we want. So uh, you know, part one, part two, part three. Yeah. You know, however we want to do it. So uh, these are back when we were in college. And this is when um, uh, I had met my wife, the future Mrs. Robert. Mm-hmm. You were with your wife. Okay. And I get a call from Marcus. Luckily, I was at home because, again, no cell phones. Yeah. And is this the warehouse story? Probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I get a call, and I need to go pick him up. I was like, okay, where are you at? Why? What's going on? It's like uh, I need to be picked up. My hands are all my hands are shredded, basically. It's like what? How, what happened? I climbed a wall. Come again? You climbed a wall? Why? Essentially, because it was there was the response. Because <laughs> <clears throat> you know, you think about downtown. You know, brick walls. These walls are not flat smooth so uh, the way i always picture it was mark marcus climbing the bricks spider-man like spider-man like getting to a point where he could go no farther yeah and not realizing this is not like rock wall climbing because this is before rock wall climbing and there's no line to let you down so he slides down the brick trying to catch hold, hold with his hands and his hands were scraped it was like hamburger i mean his, uh-huh. his hands were scraped raw when i picked him up so get him back to my aunt's place and his wife or his future wife and my future wife were there they're holding his hands under the water to rinse them off and we were pouring i think we had uh, hydrogen peroxide it's the only thing we had because oh, we had to we had to pour something because he, he wasn't going to go anywhere to i mean there wasn't bad enough to need stitches but it had to be cleaned all right yeah, disaffected yeah. 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 So raw nerves. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, this. It took all three of us to to get the hands uh, under the water and to, to rinse and to, to pour the peroxide on. Children, don't try this at home. Yeah. Don't try this at home. Um, yeah. That was one of my favorite stories. Why did you climb the wall? Because it was there. It was the response. So, Somehow he thought he was Peter Parker. I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the kind of thing though that 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 he did. Now the other one. This is my favorite. This is the quintessential. Marcus Aurelius story, in my opinion, because this has so many elements of it, of his personality, uh, aside from the being the manslut part. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, it's his birthday, and I forget what we were going to do. We were going to go out. We were going to go somewhere. And uh, was it a strip joint? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't think we did that until after college. Um, couldn't afford it probably yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, even a dollar uh, you know a, a tip that, that gets expensive and you start getting the lap dances that's that's even more expensive um, so he, I pick him up and he's got cash he's like where'd you get all the money it's like well I had a, I had a little bit of money because I knew he had a little bit and I had a little bit we we're gonna you know. 
So he uh, he goes against flowers. Yeah. With a little bit of money that I had. With a little bit of money I had. This is the this is the planning that went on in his head. And his mom was working in one of the hospitals downtown. Uh, actually, at Audubon. At Audubon. Okay, it was Audubon. All right. So I go and pick him up, and you know he he's telling me the story. He took flowers to his mom on his birthday to say thank you for having him. Oh. Oh my God. Her, apparently, she went nuts over that. Oh my God, you're so. All the ladies that worked there. Were, oh my God, he's so sweet. Isn't he wonderful? He walked out of there with a fistload of money. <laughs> Uh-huh. You're going out to this is your... Oh, you need some money to go out. You need something to oh, here. Are you brilliant. That's right. You played that one like a Stradivarius, sir. Oh, my God, did he? Yes. Uh, so we. I don't remember what we did that night, but it was all on his yeah. mother's money. I thought to something like... That is, that is yeah. truly brilliant. That's right. Yeah. That's, talk about investing in your future. Yes, you've done a very great job there. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things... Like I mean, it's heartfelt. Don't get me wrong. That's I mean, I'm, I'm, you know... But, you know, I'm sure it was. I, I, yeah, I'm sure it was, but it, also a little bit of um, uh, double intent there, you know, um, well, secondary. Well, in, in fairness, you didn't know how well it would work. You, oh, you I had think a, he you had a general idea, but you, you definitely knew it would be there would be an ROI. Let's yeah, just say that. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yes. Uh, yes. But it's you know, he didn't make the rules. That's right. <laughs> Society makes the rules. And God, it, and God just, knows I am one to look for the loopholes. The loopholes in the rules, exactly. Uh, that's right. That's exactly. right. Exactly. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the whole point. Very, very few people can find the loopholes as well as I can. Apparently. Yes. I would Yet another reason you are the Renaissance man you are, so. Yes. So, well, I, I think we've probably yeah. tortured our reader or listeners uh, long enough here, but I, I hope they've enjoyed this. I've certainly enjoyed yes. this. I mean, I want to leave them with one thing. Yes, please. For those of you who work, you know, offices or what have you, where they have stalls in the bathrooms, um, would you do me a favor after I'm gone and take and post a piece of paper up on one of the stalls that says, don't flush, gone to look for tape measurer, possible world record. Put it on the outside of the door. And put it on the outside of the door and just leave it there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that. I, I think so. I think so. Possible uh, world record, yes. <laughs> nice. Nice one, Centauri. Liked it, liked it, liked it. Liked it, liked it. it. Well, yes. the shit. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> Less so after that, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. So, it's, uh, it's, let me just add that we've talked a little bit about the friendship aspect of this show mm-hmm. a lot we do yeah. yes we talked about that and we we've even a couple of times called it a brotherhood yes marcus welcome to the brotherhood of snakes Amen. and otters Amen. thank yes. you is this a... is this uh, for the general listener who's used to our philosophical discussions this was just one of those episodes that made us happy yes mm-hmm. yes uh, there was no point beyond this episode other than to have a good time. Yeah, tell mm-hmm. some stories. I mean, that's part of what we do whenever we get together. Uh, we have a good time with these. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You know, one of the reasons we started doing this was so that we had an excuse to get together at least once a month. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've been. We, our conversations are something we've always said. Man, we should be recording this. So now we do. And now we mm-hmm. do. It's a little structured. Uh, and it's nice to have, have yeah. you be part of it. Exactly. I, I really would be nice if you if you had been able to remember more of these mm-hmm. because I'm sure you have forgotten some great stuff that I don't remember. Um, Apparently. Apparently, yes. 
This is oh, also yeah. why when I'm introduced to women who say that they know me, I have to apologize. Well, that's probably a good thing <laughs> to begin with. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, the man's well, let, let me again. let me yes. start off by saying I'm sorry. Again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever whatever I did, I'm sorry, but it was well intentioned. <laughs> no, 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 maybe not. Okay, no, sorry. It was possibly self. It would have been it would have been totally narcissistic. Okay, well, sorry. I'm yeah. trying to give you a honorable out. There. But that self awareness is important. Yes, that's right. So there you uh, go. You know, Marcus has the distinction of being. The first in our group to get married. Yes, because your wife was pregnant at, all, your wedding. at my wedding. Yes. I mean, uh, ab- abominably pregnant. It was only yes. a very short period of time after that. About six weeks. Because you can see in the video how miserable she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's the first one to, ha- to have a child. Yes. Uh, you now have a grandchild. Yes. Yes. There's something none of the rest of us have. Yeah, it's just amazing uh, to me that... One of my peers is, you know, that I see all the time. Some of my high school uh, people I went to school with, some of them also have grandkids. But, yeah. you know, you're the only one that I hang out with that has, has a grandchild, uh, which still kind of amazes me because I don't think I'm that old, but I am. Yeah, yeah we have. Well, nobody planned on my relationship lasting, not even my wife. Uh, well, none of us thought you. We thought, we thought she you, would have killed you long yeah. before now. Or, or you know, divorced you, left you somewhere. Yeah. I, I don't know, but... The penniless that, in a ditch. You penniless in a ditch, yeah. Um, Wouldn't be the first time. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's amazing to us just because. Yeah, you're a goof, but you know. You're our goof. You're you're, you're <laughs> our goof. You're kind of like my brother in the sense that you know you're a well-meaning goof. Um, yeah, you've never spent any time as a guest brother, of the state of I'm, Michigan. Yeah, unlike your brother, I'm. I'm, I'm you haven't yeah, been in jail. Haven't been in jail. Uh, although he does still call you the lighter thief. Oh. Uh-huh. Because you walked off with one of his lighters one time. It was a very nice one, apparently. Mm. Uh, had, to, had to make sure you got it back. But, Inform him that TSA took one of mine. Oh, <laughs> oh really? It was a lot nicer than his, I'm uh, sure. sure. Uh, but anyways, uh, you know, it's been it's been yeah. great recording this for posterity. Indeed. Thank um, you. Maybe, yeah. uh, you know. Like I said, I have no other stories other than stories with Marcus. That's how dumb I... All my best stories involve... I would tend to agree. Yeah, Yeah. really. Because, I mean... Well, the only other one that is really good is the the, uh, borrowing the the, the road blinkers. You know, the... (laughs) uh, Our our Michigan friend and I, we did that one one night in Michigan. And uh, it it was a great night. we, We got a bunch of them. Uh, he almost got the crap beaten out of him. Uh, oh wow! Uh, well, because because there was it was corollary. One night we took them, and another night we we used them and we blocked off a road. <laughs> and uh, so guys out of the car and we started chasing him. We we had split and we're running. I got to the car. He's not there. I'm like so I get in the car and I'm trying to you know find, find him. And I had to turn around and come back. And when I came back, he was there. And it seemed like I was gone a lot longer than I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, nothing actually happened. It always That's does when you're fearful for your life. <laughs> it, it really does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, eventually, we ended up uh, putting him somewhere where uh, I think I think they actually ended up back in possession of the Department of Transportation. Somehow. Of course. But, yeah. Just a uh, bit of harmless fun. It was. Mm-hmm. You know. yeah. uh, so, anyways. That's a good wrap-up to the, Yeah. To mm-hmm. the... yeah, All my best stories involve Mark. That's that's very yeah, true. Welcome, welcome to the Brotherhood of Saints and Otters. So next next week we are doing uh, episode 54. We're back to our history episode. Yes, we're back into the Civil War again. Uh, this this will be the second of our four-part series 
we did the four part on Rome earlier. We said let's do this on the Civil War. So uh, we're going to be going to the Battle of Chancellorsville. Uh, we're going to basically do that uh, summer of '63, uh, where we'll do the one on the each of the, the height four, of the Confederacy. Height of the Confederacy, the four major battles that took place in '63. Uh, we've done one now on Fredericksburg. We will do Chancellorsville next. I believe Robert, you're going to captain that yes. one, which is supposedly General Lee's masterpiece. It's also uh, Stonewall Jackson's final uh, appearance, his swan mm-hmm. song, as it were. A lot of things happen there, uh, so we're going to talk a lot about that. I think you'll find, especially for our Civil War fans, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good discussions coming on that one. Yep. For those of you south of the Mason-Dixon line, that's the War of Northern Aggression. Yes. Yes, that's correct. Depending on your point of view. Yes. That's right. All right. Thanks for being with us here every week at Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Be sure to spread the word on your social media accounts. Follow us and retweet us. We are on Instagram and on Twitter at Snakes and Otters. Let your friends know that they can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. Just search Snakes and Otters Podcast to find us. And please, remember to leave us your comments and reviews. It helps people find us. And you can always send us an email at snakesandotterspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Martin. I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. Catch us next week. Same snake time, same otter channel.